mix with on the beat. Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 262. Today we'll be talking about movies including Prey, Lightyear, 13 Lives, and Bullet Train. TV including I Am Groot, The Impractical Joker's Shark Week Spectacular, Jackass Shark Week, the Fool, The Sandman, and Big Brother. And as always, The Week in Sports, The Week in Funko and Collecting, Weekly Star Wars Movement, and a Weekly Random Movie and Song Recommendation. But before I go any further, greetings, young warrior. It's the Nez. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? All right, we're going to get Big Brother out of the way right now for all you guys <laughs> complain, for all you that are complaining. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Big Brother 24. Lots been going on. Yep. Especially yep. with the live feeds uh, and yep. everything. So, yeah, the Zisu got me hooked. So I got to <laughs> uh, – this is it, everyone. I'm not watching this next season, not unless Indy's there. <laughs> if Indy's no, there, I'll watch be. it. <laughs> it's a, it'll be a whole new cast next year. <laughs> so I'll, I'll have to figure out how to watch uh, uh, if Big Brother Big Brazil. Brother Brazil. Yeah, if she she gets on that. So, yeah, that's the plan. I'm sure it'll be for her. But yeah, uh, big times in the house. Uh, It's crazy. Uh, Five people have now left the house Four evicted one uh, left on her own. Paloma week one. But uh, yeah, we're just short of halfway through. Um, They were just talking about it in the HOH room on the live feeds, how um uh, it's i think 85 days this year so um i think they just said they're they're at day like 37 or 38 or something like that so yeah uh still around half the game to go but like i said where we're at uh loma left the game week one self-evicted she had she stressed her out herself out completely and wasn't sleeping and she was done. Week two, uh, Pooch pooched himself and volunteered to go up, and the ladies saw it as a perfect opportunity to take a threat out of the house. They evicted him. Uh, week three is when Daniel and Nicole had the blow-up on Taylor, which formed the leftovers. Uh, the lovable underdog alliance that's formed this this year and uh, they took that opportunity in the third week to get out the brains of the other side of mira she left last week was nicole and now this week was daniel so um they've really left this other side kind of in tatters the leftovers are monty joseph uh taylor turner michael Brittany, and joseph the other side of the house that remains is Alyssa, Indy, Jasmine, and Terrence. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at now in the state of the game. Um, 
Daniel did leave, and uh, obviously, uh, us watching it outside, we knew how you know bad it was for him inside. The stuff he was saying, he's one of the major reasons that uh, caused Taylor so much grief in the game. So he learned. He's learned. He hasn't obviously got to watch it back yet, but he got to hear basically in these interview questions. Julie was once again mostly pretty nice to him, but uh, you can count on the media to dig a little deeper. Us Weekly, Entertainment Tonight, all the fan channels that get to interview, um, they've pretty much been giving it to him. There's one I've kind of been dreading watching just because I almost feel, I almost do feel bad for him. He said in the house one of his favorite players was last year's Hannah Chada. And she's now on um, one of the podcasts, The Secret Alliance, with a couple of former players. And she's said that, like, yeah, no, she's, like, not, you know, with him at all, the way he was treating Taylor. So, anyways, uh, I always dread watching that one because it's like, oh, man, he's going (laughs) to, he's going to learn that, uh, yeah, it's just, it was just not good for him. And, uh, but yeah, I mean. I couldn't be happier. A lot of seasons, it could like go against you. And oftentimes the players you're going for go one by one. And the, the strong majority alliance isn't likable, but it's interesting. This is the first time pretty much in the 24 years of three that you have this underdog alliance that just doesn't usually work this way. So I'm loving the leftovers and uh, yeah, I'm loving what's going on with them. All right. <clears throat> I've just been, uh, Listening and reading stuff, the Zisu sense. I uh, watched a little bit of it, and the live feeds is, is what I was getting into. I mean, I was watching it this morning when everyone was asleep. It was like around the nine, a little after nine. Uh, yeah. so I, was being the, I was being the creep and watching Indy. I think it was Indy and <laughs> Alyssa laying there sleeping. But in the background, I heard somebody. <laughs> growling around so i wasn't sure if somebody was in that room or was it uh, a microphone for probably for somebody Terry. else's room yeah. and i was like because he's the one he's the only one that i know of that gets called out for that uh, not surprisingly as he is on the older side 47 i did send you a thing too on terrence that uh he's kind of getting uh, a little, what you would say, problematic in the house. People are talking about it outside the house that uh, he's come down on the side of, like, I guess, uh, Joe Budden, this ex-rapper who's now like a podcaster and whatnot himself, uh, was like, had this whole stance about like women, like in abusive relationships, like it's their fault. So. He was making a lot of women in the house kind of uncomfortable, like with his comments and statements. So uh, thing is, though, now um, everybody's locked into jury now. Uh, we'll have no more of these exit interviews until the show ends and then everybody will get interviewed that way. But, uh, yeah, from this point on, when people get evicted, they go to jury house where they're still um, kind of held off from the outside world no internet no tv and stuff like that you do get tv though you do get like uh, dvds and movies and whatnot blu-rays to but just no like uh, outside contact that can uh, influence your vote because once you're on the jury uh you vote for the winner of the game at the end so 
I should just give them Paramount Plus so I have all that stuff to watch. Yeah, you know, it's funny you said that. I heard them talking about that in the house, that um, it would be a cool thing. Like, it makes sense. Like, you can't give it to them all day. Otherwise, they'd just be all sitting around all day just watching stuff. But if they had, like, a, like an hour a day where they could, like, choose something like like they had like a list and it's not like they controlled it, but like big brother would like put it on. So there wasn't any like spoilers, anything that could like influence their vote, anything like that. So, but that would be like a good promotion for Paramount plus like they're they watching could, it. They couldn't <laughs> watch it. Cause they, they could be sitting in there and they could be watching light. Well, I guess if there's live feeds, it'll just be them sitting there watching themselves, watching themselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, which they do have in the HOH room. The only thing is, in that TV in the HOH room, um, you don't hear the sounds. You can see people, but you can't hear them. So if you're really good at uh, uh, reading mouse, it helps. But uh, I haven't seen that work out for people uh, lately. I have the feeds on in the background right now. I'm, what is it? What's today? Uh, Jasmine has on a mask for some reason oh maybe she just saw the doctor for her ankle or something but yeah she's in the restroom and she has a mask on like what's up with that she must have just seen the doctor about her ankle she's (laughs) since week two since her hoh and here we are what week five she's still limping around (laughs) i hate her accent i can't stand her nez you look better than a fried chicken wing She's so stupid. And what's her name is getting on my nerves, too? Um, Brittany. <laughs> is that her oh, name? Oh, yeah. She, she, she couldn't have, her game couldn't have been helped out more by the leftovers. Before the leftovers, she was in so much danger. Like, she was playing so erratic and so all over the place. The leftovers saved her life in this game. Like, if it wasn't for them, like, she probably been would have been one of the evicted already. So, yeah. And uh, was who's a, with uh, Alyssa Love and uh, Kyle? Is that who it Kyle. is? Yeah, yeah. He's stupid, Wait. man. Just get it over with. Who cares, man? Yeah. When he was in the shower, this is so hard, or whatever the hell he was saying. <laughs> he's stupid, man. I'm like, oh, just get it over with, man. Just get yeah. it over with. See if your game is tight. You know, she sticks around. She sticks around, but. If she doesn't like what you're playing, and then then move on. They ain't got to worry about it. Get, get it yeah. out of your system. <laughs> he was like, trending Man. for all the wrong. He was trending for all the wrong reasons. And this last weekend, a uh, week ago, he was kind of losing his mind a little, and that uh, he all of a sudden, uh, I guess, a little bit of sleep deprivation and probably outside biases. You got to remember, there's a kid who grew up in the very white Mormon community of Utah. So it's not surprising, you know, a little sleep deprivation and then, you know, it brings out your, your, your preconditioned bias, but he was freaking out about the idea that all the black people in the house were working together. Cause last year, that's what happened. It was called the cookout. And they, for the first time ever, they made history in the final six were all uh, black players. So he was freaking out about the idea that that could happen again. And that was his worst fear. And we got to get 
Michael and Brittany and Alyssa and Turner and like all these white people. So it was kind of a bad look and people were on Twitter. Uh, they were using the, the uh, KKK Kyle. So eh, little iffy, but you know, uh, the big brother community is known to be uh, pretty harsh. <laughs> He's sexually frustrated, man. Just get it out of your system and get it over with, man. Just right, right. Go hide right. in the bathroom or something. <sighs> He's yeah. I've heard Michael was actually talking about that, about people in past years, like getting caught in the feeds. And like, there was like a, there's like a, a container near the pool that like somebody like got caught going into and it was like obvious what they're doing is like oh my god <laughs> but that's the house that's the house for you i mean you got to be ready this is uh well it's 85 days this year but oftentimes it's 90 days in the house is there rules that uh you can't do nothing on camera like what if some guys just say i don't care let them watch and they just go to town where they come busting in no. and tell them to stop or no honestly i think that would be fine they obviously would cut that from the feeds because i've heard it's gone as far as a showman's has let loose before and they were like in the hoh room where it's private and they were like yeah big brother um we don't care but just so you know we're about to get down so you should probably cut feeds and yeah they i guess they went for it and they just know that, like, yeah, <laughs> CBS, Paramount, they're not going to obviously want to air that. So, yeah, they, they just, just go for it. <laughs> uh, it's just his his beliefs, man. I mean, to each his own, but come on. So, yeah. <laughs> whatever, yeah. man. Just do it. And you, yeah. If you're a good person, you go to heaven. But, I mean, you're not robbing, stealing, and killing. All you want to do is get yours. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about this too, but uh, Alyssa, I, I don't even know if I, I messaged you this. I guess at one time she was even questioning him a little. Like she was like, she was talking to Jasmine or somebody and she was like, I don't know about Kyle. Like the other day I was kind of like, yuck. Like this guy was talking about like, I make thirst trap videos on uh tiktok and this and that my mom is on all my videos and stuff and he, she was like he she said he was really uh, being a big turn off <laughs> she was saying this about kyle yeah to jasmine <laughs> well she don't care man <laughs> she's just trying to make yeah, herself look I mean, good she's come back to him since and that was just yeah. that was one time but it's She's, she's like questioned him. He has been like all over when he's just talking to the camera. I sent you that one guy doing the impression. He was like, oh, look at this picture of uh, Michael and his husband. Oh, they look so happy. That's what I want with Alyssa. <laughs> he's stupid, man. <laughs> Hate him. Just get it over with me. They never had those shows talk to the cast let me get in there <laughs> right yeah um the one exciting thing it, the next week actually um is going to be truly exciting they're going to do something they've never done before 
in the U.S. Big Brother uh, in 24 seasons. Uh, we know Julian made the announcement last night, but the cast doesn't know. So next Thursday after the eviction, uh, they're going to have two different HOH competitions, and then the house is going to be split in two and divided, five on one side, five on the other. And I'm pretty sure what she was saying, they won't interact for the week. And at the end of the next week, there's, they're going to evict uh, two players, one from each side. So it's going to be pretty dicey because you're going to have one HOH who's going to have to nominate two people out of the four, four people on each side. And then, yeah, one will leave. So um, should be really interesting, especially like I don't know how they're going to divide them up. My guess is they're going to close off the second floor and the, the the people that finish like on the top half, they'll get the house as it is right now on the bottom. And then there's this other room upstairs that um, if you look further down past like the have not room, the HOH room, um, they use that for competition sometimes. I bet they're going to set that up as a, as basically the living quarters. So it's might be rough for five people next week, <laughs> but I'm excited. <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll see what happens, but yeah, it's gonna be enough for this yeah. for those of you that are getting all mad. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh, shout out! Thanks for thank you for listening. Hopefully, you enjoy. And yeah, check out the feeds. <laughs> yeah, because my buddy is killing me. He goes, dude, knock that shit off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he said. He goes, just do what you guys did. Leave it all on anchor. But uh, <laughs> yeah, can't please everyone, everyone. But um, yeah, we might as well just yeah. keep it with TV. Uh, this is a new show that I just kind of came across. I don't even know who this comedian is. His name is Chris Estrada. And this is uh, the Hulu original uh, season one. I think there's like three or four episodes up right now. And this it, it's called This Fool. This Fool is an Irving uh, cinematic half hour comedy set um, in working class South Central Los Angeles. The show centers around Julio Lopez, a 30 year old who still lives at home has been dating his ex on and off uh, since high school and finds any excuse to avoid dealing with his own problems. Julio works at Hugs Not Thugs, a gang rehabilitation nonprofit where he butts heads with his older cousin Luis, an ex-gang member who just got out of prison and moved moved in with Julio and his family. Uh, Okay, where was the other thing at? Oh, IMDb, I like what they said here. Julio Lopez is a punk-ass bitch with a heart of gold who goes out of his way to help everyone but himself. Uh, yeah, this fool stars Chris Estrada, Michelle Ortiz, Sandra, Marcella Hernandez, Anna Lembrid, I think that's his name, um, Frankie Canis, uh, Laura Patalino, Julia Vera, Mia Hunt, and a bunch of, Oh, and uh, Spider. Um Michael Imperoli, he was, um, what the hell was his name on um, The Sopranos? I'm sure one of you guys are screaming it. Um, Christopher, yeah, that guy's in it. I, I ain't seen him in a while, so it was good to see him pop up into this. Uh, but it's funny. I, I like what's happening. Uh, I only watched that first episode. I want to go back and finish the other one. It's only a half hour. I'm going to have to go check out this uh, Chris Estrada guy's uh, com- um, comedy. 
But uh, it's funny. Yeah, Julio is just some dude who's trying to live his life at home. And uh, his cousin just gets out of prison. But uh, they show flashbacks with Julio when he's a kid. And he's like, he's just one of those guys that just avoids confrontations. So, but uh, it's pretty funny. Um, I'm sure this is probably just based on his life and his stand-up. So, but uh, I like what's going on. Uh, it's funny. It uh, Not for the kids. They do drop the F-bombs and all that in it. But um, it's pretty good. I'm definitely going to finish the series. Uh, I believe it's a week-to-week thing. I don't think they dropped the whole thing. Uh, on there, but um, I just kind of just came across it. I was uh, waiting for my son. We were going to watch um, Predators uh, last night, and then went, what's this? So I just clicked on it and just started watching it, and it was pretty funny, so I'm definitely going to uh, go go back to this and finish this, but yeah, if you got Hulu, check out This Fool. You got TV? Yeah, TV? yeah I do. Uh, I saw it uh, streaming there, so, but... Uh... Yeah, I got a couple. Um, the Sandman over on Netflix, the Neil Gaiman uh, classic, uh, described as a wizard attempting to capture death to bargain for eternal life, traps her younger brother Dream instead. Fearful for his safety, the wizard kept him imprisoned in a glass bottle for decades. After his escape, Dream, also known as Morpheus, goes on a quest for his lost objects of power. Yeah, that's a pretty good description of it. Um, Tom Sturridge plays Dream. Boyd Holbrook is the Corinthian. Patton Oswald is Matthew the Raven. There's a bunch of other people. The one guy from uh, Game of Thrones, the the father... uh, who gets taken out by uh, by his son? Damn it! What's that guy's name? He's also uh, he was also in a bunch of stuff. The uh, what's that dude's name? Oh, there was a million people on that show. Charles Dance. Uh, <laughs> and they were all fathers. Yeah, uh, he was uh, Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones, and. Uh, yeah, his son Tyrion uh, killed him in that one. Anyways, spoilers for Thrones, but obviously it's been years. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, this is a 10-episode series. I have finished the first three, and what I've heard from multiple people, interviewers, other people that just watch Instagram, all this and that, Twitter, um, Interestingly, I heard like it's oddly that like it's 10 episodes, but then something like the first six or seven feel like one season, one story. And then the last three or four is like its own different one. And everybody was saying they loved the first story, but they didn't love the second one. So that's what I'm hearing about it. As far as what I saw, um, it kind of walked the line for me of like, it would lose me a little and I would be like, "Uh, do I want to watch this? And then something interesting would happen where I was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Like I do want to see where this is going. So it kept me hanging on in and out for, I, like I said, I watched the first three episodes. So, um, it is interesting. Uh, I said in the description, how, when the dream is captured that he's uh, in prison for decades, it is interesting how they like, 
move through that literally like it's it's nothing in one scene it's you know one moment and then the very next moment it's like a hundred years later or something like that so um that is like the kind of thing you need to you know obviously be paying attention for but uh, have you seen this will you see this and are you familiar with the story this is on the dc universe right right yeah, um, I was never really a fan of it. Uh, I read some of it uh, just because he's Neil Gaiman. But right. I don't know, it just wasn't my bag. Um, my buddy was tearing the show apart. He watched the whole thing and was like, because he's a huge Sandman fan, and he was kind of like, it was good, and, and I, just like you were saying, it was he was in and out, like, eh, okay, right. get on, get it, get going, and then. Yeah, but I mean, overall, he I said, well, is there gonna be another season? He goes, ah, I guess, but I don't know. He wasn't selling it to me, but I figured. Uh, I mean, I'm hearing some people that aren't that don't read any, any of the the books were like, oh man, it was awesome. It was this, it was that. But then it's mixed reviews. Everybody. I mean, I haven't watched yeah, it yet. I'm gonna sure. watch it, but I just yeah, I'm not rushing to it because because yeah. as soon as it came out, everybody started with the reviews already, and then yep, yep. And then hearing you going, eh, it's all right. So I'm yeah, like, I don't yeah, know. It's all right. It's all right. Um, yeah. And then, like, yeah, I kept, I kept asking myself. I do this a lot with TV shows. I ask myself, do I feel like I have to watch this, or am I enjoying it? Because I want to make sure I'm enjoying it. Like, you know, as far as like just covering for the show, usually an episode's enough. If you're not digging it, you're not digging it, and there's no reason to go further. So I just kept questioning, like do I like this? Do I want to keep going with this? And, um, I will, I definitely will for now, especially because I do want to see where it's going. Um, like I mentioned, it's, he was locked up for all these years. He lost, um, basically these three, um, kind of pieces of power to what he does, a bag of sand, his mask, and I think a Ruby, and so it becomes almost like a quest for those and like where have those been for the near hundred years that he's been basically just sitting <laughs> so yeah as an eternal but yeah uh, yeah I'll, I'll check it out whenever i get to it who knows maybe i'll watch it and be the best thing since sliced bread but sure yeah I don't yeah know. exactly <laughs> as soon as i finish my other shows i'll I'll try to get to it before the year's end. But right, right. All right. Uh, uh, so, uh, Shark Week was like two weeks ago. We're we're a couple of weeks late on this one, but I did check it out. Did you watch the uh, Impractical Jokers Shark Week Spectacular? I did, and as a person that has watched each of their episodes like <laughs> hundreds of times, I can basically recite the series to you. Uh, Obviously, I was very excited to see this. <laughs> it was funny. I mean, it wasn't like hella funny, but it was sure. good. I, I think the best parts for me is when Sal, because he just didn't want to do anything with these sharks. But he was like, uh, yeah, can we just uh, say we did it and not do it? Or is there a reason why we, we need to cancel it? I mean, I'm sure yeah. it's just it's all an act, but sure, sure. Sal's just funny, period. So, but that, that was the best part when he went into the um, – or when he was talking to those little kids, because they wanted right. him, they wanted him to go in, uh, into one of those shark cages and everything, and he was like, ah, "I'm scared of sharks." So 
he had to hype himself up. He was talking to all these little yeah. kids, and they're like, "Are you scared of sharks?" And they're like, "No." And he goes, "They're like, are you?" He goes, "Yeah." Didn't you see Jaws? <laughs> and he was <laughs> and then the that one girl is like, "Yeah, a shark um, took a person's leg, and then they had to have a robot leg." Yeah. And he's like, "What? What are you? You talking about robots?" <laughs> They bited his leg off. <laughs> like when, that's what the little girl said. And, yeah. And Zog goes, yeah, didn't you hear? It bit it off its leg. Or bit it off some guy's <laughs> leg. <laughs> but that was yeah. funny. And then when they he went into that little uh, kiddie pool or whatever, and I don't know what kind of sharks those were. They were little, obviously not man-eating ones because they were letting kids no. <laughs> petting, petting right. them. That was funny. He kept grabbing that one kid by the It'll life vest. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a little funny. I liked all that. But then once they got, uh, well, Q went in there in the water and so did Murr. And then they Murr. finally. Yeah. The thing about Murr, I saw a tweet. I can't remember if it was Q or the official Practical Jokers thing that tweeted. But somebody was like. So only a couple years ago, this was a punishment for Murr in the Hawaii episode that he had to go in a, a cage with sharks and it was terrifying. And now he's just doing it on his own for Shark Week. And they're like, man, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. I mean, when Q got in there and did his thing, but he wasn't scared. But then when no. they we, we knew that this was going to lead up to Sal and he got in there. He got into the cage, and I don't know what kind of sharks these were, but uh, I was more—I was more scared of the uh, all that jellyfish that was yeah. around in there. There was like, was like thousands of them. Too. It didn't sound like they expected it either. <laughs> yeah, I, I obviously I assume these little ones didn't sting because there was like a thousand of them swimming around, yeah. and there was no way just to like avoid get get getting out of the way of them because it was like they all just came just migrating along in the water and he was in a cage like ah and everyone they didn't like pull him up or anything so I assume uh, it was alright but yeah then they had the sharks swimming around then they, they chummed him and dumped all that shit on him and, and yeah. then that uh, no I'm, I'm thinking of another show did this one did they have that dye that they dumped in there yeah yeah okay yeah yeah, so they dumped all that dye with whatever that was, and then they, it was like the shark repellent because then they all just swam away. So, but uh, it was funny. I mean, the beginning was probably the funniest part when when Sal was trying to hype himself up. Um, this is the first time they've done this, correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. as far as the Jokers go, this is their first go. Uh, I was still waiting to uh, hear Q talk about it on Tell Him Steve Dave. He had mentioned they were doing it, but he didn't really go in. To detail, so maybe on the, the next episode he'll he can go in and talk about it. But right, uh, it's funny. I mean, it's only the three of them. Oh, and uh, Joey Fat One, he made a, a yeah. surprise guest. I had no idea he was going to be on until they showed him, and I was like, oh yeah. So it's always good to see Joey. And I don't so know if you've seen they they did they did that's a challenge from the most recent season where that he had to they have to quickly teach somebody all like the keywords to say like all this crazy stuff and the jokers get scored on how many things the person can remember so it was kind of like a challenge that happened um earlier in the current season the, the first season without joe uh, but 
I still have that feeling and hope my fingers are crossed that Joe just does what he needs to do to get himself together and then come back because right. he, so. he was hilarious on the show. I mean, all all four of them are awesome. Uh, shout out to Q. But, I mean, I've, I've always loved Joe. He's hella funny on the show. The geez, I met him like a handful of times. Um, Comic-Con and uh, the live shows that we've all been to. And he's always nice. So... Uh, I hope he comes back. But, yeah, this one was funny. If you guys got Discovery Plus, uh, definitely check out uh, Impractical Joker's Shark Week Spectacular. But uh, The only keep- thing that I'm a little, I'm a little like, curious about is he made that one statement about that he wasn't doing it anymore. And it, it's almost a little weird to me that, like, he since then has almost acted like Impractical Jokers doesn't exist. It's kind of weird, like, to see on social. Like, I get he's doing his own thing, but I'm a little surprised, like, he doesn't even, like, say a little something about, like, hey, I know I'm not there, but check out the guys. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. He'll he'll be back, man. That that money's going to dry up. And uh, so, I don't know. But I'm sure he's just getting his royalties from, it's on oh, 24-7. Yeah. So, I'm sure you can just live on that. I'm helping with that. Like, I got that thing streaming all day every day when i'm not on the uh, big brother stuff <laughs> so but uh keeping it with shark week uh jackass uh, they had their shark week shark week i didn't know they did one last year i just was wasn't up to date on shark week but um yeah i watched both of them it was just jackass shark week and then they did the new one this year 2.0 and um, it was funny. Um, Johnny Knoxville sent Steve-O, Chris Pontius, and the new Jackass cast members on the Shark uh, Shark Week mission for the ages. They'll dial up series of shark stunts and test their bravery and threshold of pain as they put common shark myths to rat, to, 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 to the test. Um, the first one was cool, but the major thing that happened was uh, the poopsie. He, the, I think they filmed this before. No, it was after uh, Jackass uh, Forever. But anyway, Poopsie, uh, he was in there. He, he was one of the new cast. He was doing his uh, Fonzie impersonation. He was going to jump the shark. And he had, uh, that was on like one of those like wave boards or whatever, and he hit a ramp. And I can't remember what kind of sharks they were, but he jumped them. But when he landed, they just like took off to him. And one of them bit his hand he almost bit it off and uh they just you see it but then they like blur it all out so they there wasn't really anything but they uh the medics and everybody jumped in they got him out of the water and took him took him to the hospital i mean it was just some something that just it was an accident and um glad that he's all right and he, he didn't get killed but um they they had all the other crazy things with uh, Party Boy and Steve-O jumping in there uh, with sharks and swimming around being all crazy and everything. But that was the main thing that happened in that first year. The second year, uh, Poopsie came back and they showed his hand. They showed what happened. Uh, that first episode, they, again, like I said, they blurred everything out. But this the second one, they showed it. when After he got bit, he said he like... He didn't pull his hand away because he said if he would have pulled it away, it would have probably just ripped it, ripped off whatever it was biting. But it just let go. 
But when he came out of the water, other than water, blood was just everywhere. You see his part of his hand just hanging. And he was like, ah, so he just kind of held it. And then everyone dove in and got him. Uh, His hand is all good. He's still doing uh, the rehabilitation for it. He can kind of make a fist. I mean, he's lucky he can still use his hand. I can't remember which hand it was, but they show it. He's got this big, huge scar, and I I think they had to do some skin grafts and everything. And they were unsure if he was going to come back and do it again. Um, But he was like, you know what? I mean, life's short. Let's do it. So they were kind of working him way up to it. Everyone was just doing their their regular crazy things. Um, uh, What's his name was there? Uh, Jasper. He was there last year as well, but he came back this year. Uh, Zach, uh, Zach ass. He came back. We man joined him up this time. Uh, still party boy and Steve-O and, uh, Jasper's dad, uh, dark shark. He, he was there. <laughs> that part was funny when they were out in the boat getting ready to do stuff. And, uh, I can't remember who was in the water, but they were saying, yeah, man, where's the dark shark? I said, Oh, he's in the back chumming and he's in the back throwing up off the side of, the, <laughs> of the boat. Um, the, the big fat guy, Zach, uh, they had him. They had some kind of um, can with some kind of fish or whatever that that lately has this gooey stuff. I don't know if it's inside it or what, but uh, they, they were saying that it keeps uh, the sharks away. So they were putting it all over their bodies and everything. But uh, Steve-O and uh, Pontius, as they were doing it, they're all going, as they're trying to put it on. But then when they, when they got in the water, it of course it's going to wash off, but they, it, it did kind of keep the sharks away. But then as they were starting to get closer, they're like, hey, man, I think it's wearing off. <laughs> so they got out of the water. But uh, Zach, as he was sitting there, he goes, oh, I want to try it. So he started spearing, smearing it all over himself, and he started to throw up and everything. But I think the, the main thing is they, want, they wanted to see if Poopsie was going to get back in the water. Johnny, he... He was in the first one, but he was like at home or something, and he kept just like um, live streaming to them. Uh, so he wasn't actually there with them. This year, he was there with them on the boat in the water with them. And they were, he was just, I mean, Johnny being Johnny, um, yeah, bad shit was happening, but he was still trying to make uh, jokes about it. But Poopsie, you could see that he was like really scared. He didn't want to get back in that water again, but they were like, yeah, man. He was like, uh, I just, I just got to do it. So he, he got in the, he got in the water a couple times, but that first time he got into a tank. I can't remember who got in there with him. I want to see if it was either Steve-O or, or Party Boy. Um, but they got into this tank and Poopsie got in and he was like on his knees, but he was holding whoever, uh, excuse me, whoever was in there with him. I want to say it was Chris Pontius, but he was like holding his leg and just like, um, they had those um, scuba gear uh, that you can talk and, and talk to the, everyone on the boat. And he was like, oh man, there's more sharks coming. They're coming. And he was like, they were like, are you all right? Are you all right? He's like, yeah, man, I'm fine. I'm fine. But you could see how scared he was because he, he would not let go of um, whoever was in there with him. I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was. But he was like, all right, all right. And then he was like, hey, man, I did it. So, like, they, they brought him up. And they were like, well, how how'd you feel? And he was like, oh, man, I was, like, terrified. I thought he was going to have a panic attack. But 
I mean, he faced his fear right there to get back in those waters with with the shark, and he was, but he was in a cage. I mean, it don't matter. I mean, I don't think I can get in those things, and I, I don't, I don't want to get bit by a shark. But I mean, I think he pretty much thought it was all just fun and games at first uh, last year. But when that shark bit him, I'm sure it'd scare the hell out of anybody. But it was just something that happened, and they wanted to see if he. They asked him, "Do you want to do it?" And I think he was saying no. And and then they finally went, all right, I, I think I'll do it. But I'm sure they threw a big check at him to bring him back. So uh, but the the final thing at the end was they uh, all got in the water. No cages, nothing. Johnny, everybody, they were all in there. And uh, Poopsie was in the middle. He didn't want to be like on the outskirts. So he was like really, really scared because the shark started coming and he was like, oh, all right, all right. And they kept going, are you all right? Are you all right? And he was, no, man, I'm fine, I'm fine. But he was able to – and then the sharks started coming up to him, and then they were they were touching him and everything. And he was – you could see in it in his body language that he was still scared as hell. But he was down there with everybody, and I think that just uh, helped him more just to, to get over that little bit of fear. He said he's still deathly afraid of him now after what happened to him, but he – he fought, he he faced it. I mean, he looked uh, uh, death in its eye. I mean, he could have died from however that either bled out or that or the other sharks. I'm surprised when he got bit when there was so much blood in the water that all the other sharks didn't just come tearing over there. But that one that bit him just he was like he didn't want to pull his hand away. He it just let it go, and then that's how he he got out of the water. But um, other than all the just craziness that they did, that it was real funny, but. It was real tragic what happened to Poopsie last year, and I, I was happy that he got in the water to to just face his fears. But at the end, when they were interviewed, it was like, fuck that, I ain't ever doing this again. But uh, it was good. If you guys have uh, Discovery and you haven't watched these, or if you're a fan of Jackass, I mean, definitely check both of them out. They were, they were funny as well as, ooh, uh, a little dangerous. I mean, there was one part when they were, uh, I think it was Wee Man and someone else, um, they got into the to the water. Oh, was, not, was it Johnny? I, I can't remember. Um, it was dark. It was at night, and they were in the water, and they had like big lights. But they said they were like spinning around, and uh, nobody's there, and you can't see anything. But then when they just turn around really quick, and there was a shark right there, and uh, it was always scaring them. But yeah, I mean, do you think you can get in one of those shark tanks or those I cages? So. I think so. Yeah. I'll stay on the boat. I don't know, man. But <laughs> if I have to do it for the show, maybe. But I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, I've seen Jaws and everything, but I just, if I was meant to be in the water, I'd be in the water all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I probably could get him. In the, I've seen little shark cages that were all flimsy and everything, but I've seen those ones that were, like, real sturdy. And uh, it, ha- it has to have a um, a cage lid on top, not those ones that just go underwater. Because I've seen videos where guys went in the water like that, and sharks jumped over and got into the cage with them. Sure. Now yeah. there's got to be some kind <laughs> of a lid on the on the top. But yeah, those are those. Are, uh, I watched a bunch of other things on Shark Week. I mean, I, I watch it every week. Um, Shout out to uh, to T- Tony if you guys follow him on Instagram or, or TikTok. Uh, <laughs> his dad, um, he's just one of those guys that does crazy ass stuff on TikTok and he gets paid for it. But um, 
it was like six in the morning and his dad was in there making hell noise with power tools and uh his dad's hella funny and his mom just comes in and cussing ah, what the fuck are you guys doing it's like six in the morning and the, his dad was making uh, a little helmet with a shark fin on it for shark week <laughs> so and then when he when he was done with it he was sitting there watching it and had his shirt off and it says shark daddy uh, on his chest but yeah watch uh two turn tony if, if you like stupid comedy and everything but yeah the did you watch any shark week uh besides i, I you know obviously i have in the past um uh, for years and years like i've seen pretty much all the stuff that they replay every year air jaws stuff like that i've seen plenty of times but yeah as far as like the new show every year um yeah, most of the time I do. Um, like uh, a couple of years ago, Shaq was on it. Obviously, I saw that one. But yeah, for the most part, I keep up with it. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I, I always like uh, watching it. I don't watch every single show that's on there. Uh, but I uh, I check it out uh, when I can. I usually, mainly it's on at, at work. And everyone's always... Uh, Okay. Watching it, so but trying to find a picture of Poopsie's hand. I don't know if you've seen it. <laughs> um, not the uh, the bloody part where it's hanging. The how it looks now. Mm. You can you can see um, how man. I'm finding nothing. I mean, I, I found it the other day. It's just pictures of uh, his hand. Um, but it's all blurred out. Well, I'll send you one. You can kind of get the gist of <laughs> what happened. This is after it's all uh, put back together and it's still um, stitched up. But it, dude, mm. it was it was hanging when he climbed yeah. when he got out of the water, dude. <laughs> but um, yeah, you won't see me uh, swimming around uh, with sharks. He he's a surfer, so he was. Uh, he was right in there. Uh, he he got back into the water. He's surfing again. Um, this next one is just a picture of him, like right after it happened. It, it's they don't show much, but you can see that um, his hands all bloody. Because you you couldn't see it good there, but when he got out of the water, that's when you saw that big chunk just hanging. Um, uh, it was good that they got uh, they were able to fix the muscles and everything. Because I, I wasn't sure if they were going to do that. But no, because when, when they, they asked him, well, can you make a fist? He went, yeah, a little. He was able to move all five fingers. So that that was good. And um, there's pictures of him back in, in the water surfing. So I'm, I'm glad that he's uh, he's still at it. He's still doing it because, man, that was that was crazy. Uh, I know some of his some of his uh, movement in his hand is just it isn't uh, the greatest, but. Um, here's one. This is after aftermath. He's uh, surfing, so you could see the scar and everything on there. But he's he's back out there, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So Poopsie, if you're listening, brother, man, uh, right on. Good for you, brother. Take care, but uh, Dark Shark as well, and Jasper and Zachass and the rest of them. Uh, check it all out if you guys haven't seen it. And as far as TV, that is all I have. Yeah, just one more for me. Uh, kind of tv if you can call it that uh this past 
Wednesday, uh, it does count as far as the MCU goes, though. Uh, I Am Groot, a series of shorts featuring the seedling Groot alongside several new and unusual characters. It's five episodes, most of them. They say they're five minutes, but they feel even shorter than that. It feels like maybe they counted the credits in that five minutes because fe- these feel so short to me. They feel like they could have thrown these right on like social media or something, YouTube, even like Instagram video. Um, while they're cool, they're, they are just so short. Like when they say they're shorts, they are. Uh, the first one is Groot's First Steps, then The Little Guy. Groot's Pursuit, Groot Takes a Bath, and finally Magnum Opus, where we finally get, uh, I heard he was going to be in it, and then, uh, yeah, it's just the one episode we get a little uh, rocket cameo. Uh, Bradley Cooper did indeed record uh, some lines for that one, so that was good to see. But, uh, yeah, it's just so short. Like, (laughs) I almost wish, like, fine, like, just do this stuff, but like, just do put it all in one episode, like make a little like 25 half hour, like episode and like have that be it. But it's almost like the way they have you click on each episode, press play, you watch it, you back out the menu, you find the next one, you press play. It's like, they're just so short. It's cool. But like I said, like, I, I almost like I, I just question like what the idea was here with these. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I haven't checked those out, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. But, it's, it won't take you long. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I'll check them out, though. But, yeah, not even a half hour. <laughs> how many of them? Five. Okay. So, and they say they're five minutes each, but like I say, once you watch them, it feels like they're more like two, three minutes each. And then those other minutes are taken up by the ending credits. Yeah. And that's <laughs> what I don't like. I mean, when, when you see a movie, oh, it's two hours. And yeah. It's not two hours of the movie. You got to add in the credits and the opening stuff and everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, it's cool, but. I don't know if they should have put it out this way. Like they, they could have even like, they've got a few guardians projects coming up. Uh, the holiday special, the, uh, guardians of the galaxy volume three, they could have put these out, like attach one to the holiday special, attach two to the holiday special, and then put one like before, uh, guardians volume three, like, do that like and then put one like on the blu-ray release like i don't know this was just kind of strange like as short as they are (laughs) all right i'll check them out it's all cgi right or cgi the whole thing cgi all right yeah and this is set i was talking to you a little bit on the phone about this the other day this is set after guardians one but before Guardians 2. So it's that stage of the new Groot. Because, um, yeah, it's interesting, you know, Groot is Groot is Groot, but in the actual true story of things, 
the group that uh, was destroyed at the end of Guardians 1 was truly destroyed. And the group that appears in Volume 2 going forward, that's a whole new character, a whole new group. They share the name, but not the same life. <laughs> All right. Um, I was going to say something about the show. I can't remember. I'll check it out. I'll probably sit there and watch it with Daniel. That's more his speed if it's not. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for only yeah, a couple it's minutes. Very, he can very sit there. youngster friendly. <laughs> All right. That's it for TV? That is it for TV. Oh, Actually, I take that back. A uh, couple quick hits, really super fast. I haven't mentioned the Challenge USA in a couple weeks. That airs on Wednesday after Wednesday's uh, episode of Big Brother. That show has stayed consistently good. The only reason I haven't talked about it as much is like you get Big Brother three episodes a week plus the live feeds. It's just so much material, all the live feed coverage, former house guests, all the Twitter stuff. Uh, a lot less coverage, obviously. This is only one, one, once a week. But the show has like remained consistently good. All the episodes that have aired are up on Paramount Plus. If you haven't watched, uh, the season has been so good. This is um, uh, former contestants from Big Brother, Survivor, Amazing Race, and Love Island all competing, and the finalists on this show will eventually face. Uh, they're going to do like UK and other parts of the world. And they'll eventually they're going to do like, uh, uh, the, like the world versus each other. So yeah, it's, it's been really good so far. Have you seen any of the challenge USA? Nope. It's really good. I, I think you'd like it. It's, it actually does get right down to it as gameplay, whereas Big Brother has both the gameplay and the drama and the talking, all this and that. Like the challenge is pretty much focused just on the challenges. Like they don't get into too much interperson drama. Like a little bit's there, but they do not focus on it. Like it's really all about the competitions. So it really is just a, a straight up competition show. So pretty cool. But um, um, the other thing, I kind of sent you um, a little clip on the uh, I didn't know if you saw it in passing, but um, the Paramount Plus show, it's a true crime show. Uh, Never seen again. Did you see the little uh, screenshot I sent to you of that? I did, but I don't remember. I'd have to go look again. Uh, yeah, the reason I sent that to you, I'll see if I still have the, I don't know. Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, it was the Ashley, uh, Loring heavy runner story, which has been featured on Dateline before, uh, enrolled at the university of Montana. Ashley is on our way to a life unavailable to most women on the Blackfeet Indian reservation. So many have gone missing or murdered in a community rife with drugs, blah, blah, blah. It, it ends there. That's the description I have, but, um, th it was interesting cause this was, sh this was a uh, case featured on, uh, Dateline too, and what was interesting what they, what they noted on both ones is just the uh, the problems with jurisdiction seems to be like the biggest issue with this. Like uh, the fact it does happen on the reservation. What they were talking about is it's really up to this uh, the Blackfeet community uh, police. Like it's really up to them and. 
if they're only going to do so much, like you can't have these outside like police forces coming in. So uh, it was interesting. Obviously, every time I see a story like this, I can't help but think of uh, the movie you recommended and uh, gave me the digital code for uh, Wind River, you know, that always comes to mind. Like uh, when I see a case like this and it had been featured before, I remembered the people uh, talking about it. So. But what's this on again? Paramount Plus. Uh, it's never seen again. It's uh, a whole bunch of them. I think this was in the second season. It was episode three. Uh, like I said, this was a story that was featured on uh, Dateline before. So I was aware of it from there. But um, yeah, I think. If I remember right, because this is the second season, the first season actually started with uh, this case that Tyler Perry, he was very concerned about and interested in. And I think the first two, three episodes of the first season of uh, Never Seen Again are he's featured on it and he's talking about getting out this the word about this case. But then it go from there, it goes into uh other missing people it's all it's about you know missing people which you know uh sad and tragic but you know besides like i said the stuff like big brother i watch i'm also a big true crime dateline kind of junkie too so when i see this stuff um i usually have that on, on a lot too but uh yeah i um uh, since we we're on um Native topics, just real quick. I wanted to ask you if, if you had an opinion. If you don't, we can just move on, drop it. But I've been seeing a lot. I don't know if you've seen the commercials. I've seen a lot of commercials, and I was I wanted to bring it up, and I wanted to wonder what you thought. Uh, it seems to be um, a thing in politics right now. I've seen uh, two different commercials. Uh, one from the native uh, like casino owners pitching one side of kind of legislation and then uh tribes that aren't um don't benefit from the casinos they're like on the other side of this legislation right now i think it has to do something with uh online sports betting i could be off but what i think is the the, the tribes that have gaming are against it because it would hurt them but I guess like the online gaming is trying to say that they would they would help these communities that don't have it, so they are for it. I don't know. Have you heard about it? Have you seen the commercials? Yeah, I kind of know about it. I think this is what I think. Um, as far as my tribe, our we're too big. I mean, you'd have to have a our our res is split up into chapters, and I, the only way I would get any kind of benefit from these casino money is if they built a casino in my chapter but um uh, i don't think so because we're kind of uh, off to the side and i don't know if you want to travel all the way in there just to go gambling when you got other ones that are like right on the outskirts so um me personally for my tribe i can care less but I understand. I mean, my wife's uh, her tribe here in California, where I'm at, and the casino is growing big. Um, I don't really, I haven't really heard much about what these guys are thinking here, but I, I think it will hurt uh, the uh, the casinos for online uh, gaming. 
or gambling. But I think if tribes got in on that online gambling, they would still, they could probably benefit it as well. So I don't know. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But again, I don't know what everyone's thinking. I mean, I here the, on the res that I live, I have no say. These fucking right. ass, these assholes here that are like, you're not, you're not part of this tribe. You so I'm like, man, whatever. Yeah, it, it does concern me because it's my family and my kids sure. and, my grand, and my grandsons. But, I mean, my wife tells me what uh, what she thinks about what should be done dealing with the, the politics here on the res. But um, I can give her my two cents, and it's pretty much uh, the same way she's thinking. But as far as me, because they, they'll tell me to fuck right off if I go in there and try to say something. You, you ain't from here. Right. So I just hold my tongue on all that. I mean, I got some other guys that aren't from this uh, this tribe, and they they said we all was talking to them one night. And they all say the same thing. They're like, they're not gonna listen to us because we're not right, right. We're not from so this tribe. So what can you do? Right. Yeah, all I can do is just like I support whatever my wife wants to do and what she thinks right. is right. Uh, gotcha. That'll benefit her and and the kids. Because for me, like I said, I got no say in the matter. So but okay, I don't know. It just depends on what. Um, each tribe thinks they could be for it. They could be against it. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not, if they don't want to do the online gambling thing, then yes, I'll be against it. But I mean, again, I don't know. I don't know how these, these, all this casinos run. So I, I have no idea, but, um, but a lot, a lot of, a lot of them I've seen the, the videos of them saying that they want to, uh, they're against it, and hey, it's it's their their prerogative, it's their res, it's their rules, and if you're against it, hey, uh, I'll be for it. So, but uh, I don't know, yeah, because again, you know, on my res, we don't have no casino there, so this eh, in one ear, right out the other. But that's just right, my opinion. Right. I mean, other people might think differently, but that's just what. Yeah, I, mean. I was definitely curious because, like I said, I've seen ads on both sides, both the bigger tribes that have these casinos saying like you know, vote no. And then the smaller tribe saying vote yes. So I don't know. I think it'd be the other way around with the big, the bigger ones. Like, um, there's, there is tribes that have those humongous giant casinos. If you go up to uh, where I was in Tulalip, they, they got a huge one. I stayed at that hotel and it was nice. Or, uh, down the ones down Southern California, those ones are huge. But yeah, yeah. Again, it, it's it's what they think is best for them. Right. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. Again, exactly. they can be for, they can be against it. Whatever, whatever is going to benefit their tribe, yeah. they they that's have what the makes right it tough. to say. That's what makes it tough because it's like who's to say? <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I want to hear both sides really. Like, sit down with someone. Look, you tell me why it's good, and you tell me why it's bad, or vice versa, right. or whatever. Right. So I, I don't know. I mean, I again, I don't know. I'll, I'll ask. I'll talk to my wife and see what she thinks. I don't even yeah, know if she curious. knows anything about it. But. I'm definitely curious because, yeah, I've seen a lot of the, the ads for that. <laughs> yeah, they I got pop them. Up, uh, on the YouTube when uh, even, you know, Big Brother videos, I, I see the, the the ad for it first. And I'm like, yeah, I made the mistake of clicking on one and now that's all I see. I'm like, huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's how they get you. Oh, it's funny. Um, I talked about this all the time with Jade where I say things like, uh, when Lee was around and I miss him every day, but I'd say something like, Oh yeah, we got to pick up cat food for flea. And then I'd be scrolling through Instagram and I'd see 
cat food ads. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, yeah. I never searched for cat food. I didn't type in cat food at ever. But I was like, ooh. Oh, your phones are listening. Everything that's smart ooh. in your house is <laughs> listening. So, yeah. I mean, our computers, our phones, <laughs> I mean, we be talking about dildos. And next thing you know, we're going to see ass <laughs> no. for those. <laughs> so, but. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> enough. Of, enough of all that. Okay. But, uh, yep, yeah. uh, movies. Uh, there's a new film that came out. It was in a theater, and then it hit Disney Plus. And this is Lightyear. Rated PG-13. It was an hour and forty minutes. Didn't seem that long. While spending years attempting to return home, Maroon Space Ranger Buzz Lightyear encounters an army of ruthless robots commanded by Zerg who are attempting to steal his fuel source. Directed by Angus McLean, McLean or whatever. And it stars uh, Captain America, a.k.a. Human Torch. Chris Evans as the voice of Buzz Lightyear. Uh, Kiki Palmer, star of uh, Nope. Uh, Peter shown as socks. Uh, Taika Watiti as Mo Morrison. Yeah. Uh, the great James Brolin as the voice of Zerg. Uh, Dale Souls as Darby Steele. Um, Crazy Eyes Uzo Abduba. I think that I sorry I pronounced your name wrong. He plays uh, Alicia Hawthorne and um, what's his name? Uh, Bill Hader. He's uh, one of the. F- Featherine, I can't even pronounce that. But um, uh, Pedro from uh, Napoleon Dynamite, Efren Ramirez, he plays Airman Diaz. Um, what did you think of this? I really liked it. I heard uh, mixed reviews on it, but I did really enjoy it. I didn't get to see it in theaters, so I was excited to see it on Disney+. Plus. I also heard a lot of people say that Socks stole the movie, and I did think uh, Socks was pretty awesome. Uh, I really did like the story. It's not the most amazing thing ever. It's not like revolutionary or anything like that, but I really did like it pretty much from top to bottom um and it would be something i'd watch again i don't know if it would make my end of year top 10 list but i'd be definitely willing to give it like a shout out honorable mention i thought it was good i did really like it and yeah i would watch it again yeah this movie was awesome i loved it won't make my list unless we had animated animated movie list but yeah (laughs) this was funny i liked it i I liked it. I, I, yeah, uh, Chris Evans is the 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 light, the Buzz Lightyear in this, and Tim Allen is uh, the toy version. But um, it took me a minute. I, I was just so used to listening to Tim Allen do it in four Toy Story films. But um, I liked what was going on in this. I thought the CGI was amazing. I mean, it's Pixar, so what do you expect? But yeah. it was awesome. I kind of wish I did see this in the screen, be it an IMAX screen as well, because right. there is the IMAX version you can watch. But if you're one of those ones that complain about it, uh, filling the screen and then turn it into letterbox, don't watch it that way. I just wanted I to see watch it what way. it was. So did yep. I. It didn't bother me because I, I expected it and I knew I knew it was going to come in. But with other that, I mean, I thought all the characters were awesome. Chris Chris Evans is is just awesome. Period. Uh, I was glad that um, he voiced uh, Buzz Lightyear, but I liked it. I thought it was really cool. Um, Socks. There was a lot of the uh, stuff that uh, Buzz Lightyear said in the Toy Story films and this, and that always made me laugh. So, but. Yep. <laughs> Uh, overall, I mean, this is a, it was good. I mean, Daniel and Buster started it, and it just 
kind of they lost interest quick. Uh, okay. Every now and then they would look. I mean, they know who Buzz Lightyear is. I mean, they'll sit there and watch the Toy Story once. I assume they're waiting for Woody and the gang to pop in. But um, <laughs> no, nah, they didn't. But it was it was a good movie. If you guys haven't seen uh, Lightyear yet and you have Disney Plus, definitely check it out. Um, watch it with the kids or just wait until the kids go to bed. Uh, I want to watch it again because I was dealing with them trying to watch this. So I okay. want to act, sit there and just soak it all in. But it was awesome film. I loved it. Yeah, Sox is awesome, too. He did live up to the hype because I heard a lot of talk about the robot cat. And uh, yeah, definitely the star of the film. Um, every 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 Sox moment is uh, brilliant. <laughs> you got any other movies or just I do. I do. Uh, I've got one. I just. Oh, yeah, I wanted to check that one out. Go for it. Um. It is the Thai cave diving movie on Amazon. Ron Howard directed 13 Lives. A rescue mission is assembled in Thailand where a group of young boys and their soccer coach are trapped in a system of underground caves that are flooding. This is based on the real life event that happened back in uh, 2018. Since then, I've seen all kinds of documentaries on it, including the National Geographic one that you can see on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I was reading some of the reviews for 13 Lives, and a lot of people pointed out how it was good, but if you really want to like feel how crazy this was, like the rescue, that documentary over on uh, Disney Plus, like that might be the way to go because you actually are seeing the real footage and how things went on and how crazy it was. So, um, but yeah, this movie version directed by Ron Howard uh, uh, stars Vigo Morgenstein, uh, Colin Farrell. Joel Edgerton, and yeah, it's uh, it's on the longer side, two hours and twenty seven minutes. So uh, yeah, it it's interesting too watching it. I would, I probably you could have gave me like fifty guesses, and I wouldn't have guessed that this was Ron Howard directed. It, it doesn't feel a lot like his his other stuff. Um, it's it's interesting. Obviously, he was intrigued by the story. That's why he did it. Was it better than so, Solo? Uh, well, I mean, it's different, you know? This is like <laughs> uh, based on a real-life story. The thing I do, I did, I guess, appreciate and like is uh, when they're doing, like, the diving through the cave, like, they put, like, a map on the screen with, like, statistics like showing how far it was how long it took and that was interesting i did know that stuff but it was cool and important for the movie to say that when it's not a documentary and you're not getting you know the like kind of voiceovers and people talking to the camera like that so that was helpful but uh yeah it was interesting but i think i actually do agree with a lot of the reviewers for this that um if I had to pick between the two, this movie, 13 Lives, and the uh, the documentary, um, that documentary, too, The Rescue, that was done by the people that did that free solo uh, doc that everybody loved about the, the one guy that uh, climbed Half Dome, uh, they also did The Rescue, which didn't get nearly as much as hype, but is just as captivating and interesting. So, And yeah, I've this is another thing, like, 
pretty much since it happened. Like I wasn't like on the news channels per se, keeping up, but uh, this is one that I've kept up with as far as like all like the documentaries they have done, like a 2020 on it and things like that. So uh, I definitely was all over this story and knew it. So that was kind of an interesting way to watch it because you're waiting for certain like events to happen. The other thing I will say too um, is, you know, sometimes movies they'll have people speak uh, English throughout just to make it accessible like that. Interestingly, in this one, uh, Ron Howard decided to, I guess, try to go a more authentic way and um, people are speaking. Um, I don't know if the, is, is it Thai? Is Thai actually a language? I'm not asking sure if the it wrong, is. Asking the wrong person. <laughs> I'm not sure if it is, but uh, I guess it'd be proper to say the native language of Thailand. Uh, if it's not Thai, um, they're, they're speaking that. So, uh, for a good amount, especially the first Man- 15, 20 minutes, it's, it's Man- uh, subtitled. Man- it's Mandarin Chinese. I had to it's look Mandarin it up. Mandarin Chinese? Okay. That's what it says. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ta- so, yeah. Taiwanese or whatever people would say. No, well, this is what Google says, Mandarin Chinese. Okay. I, just, I just typed there in uh, Taiwan language and that's what popped up. Maybe the uh, dialect's different, but I have no idea. But yeah, so, um, yeah, like I said, the first 15, 20 minutes is completely subtitled. And from there, um, you know, if they were in English, uh, well, obviously when Vigo Morgenstein, Colin Farrell and Joel Edgerton show up, they're speaking English. So (laughs) you get, Uh, I, a friend of mine was telling me about it and I was like, well, when did this happen? So he sent me a documentary on, on YouTube. So I watched it, but, uh, yeah, I want, I want to watch this movie. I, I know what happened when they were, okay, really quick. When they were showing the, uh, the scenes when they were in the cave, was it pitch black or was it like you could see them? Uh, I think it was an interesting compromise. It wasn't, as clear, I guess, as you could make it if you were going like Hollywood style. Um, so but it was murky for sure. So, I like I said, I think the compromise was there not like if you wanted to just go completely Hollywood and maybe even fake, it could have been clearer. But yeah, they did make it a little murky. It was you know pretty dark and whatnot. But what is this on? Uh, it's a Amazon film. Uh, I guess it was in select theaters back on July 29th, but uh, yeah, August 5th, uh, the other day, it started uh, streaming on Prime. So, but like I said, uh, don't forget um, if you want to see um, maybe even a better take on it, the, the documentary The Rescue is over on Disney Plus. Uh, under the the National Geographic line there. So uh, that's highly recommended, too. (coughs) Oh, sorry, everyone. I had to mute my... my (laughs) Uh, Allergies are kicking on, but I'm trying to get to a scene in this when they're... In the dark, 
lives and um okay oh, 13 just, lives yeah they just found them so i want to see something in the beginning when they were in the dark but uh, i don't know because yeah uh, it's just it, the craziest thing it was just the craziest thing in real life because um i don't know if you're completely 100 percent familiar with the story but you know, these kids, they were just messing around. It was this one kid's birthday, and before going to the party, they thought, let's go to the cave, and they were messing around in there. But um, monsoon season was early, so it wasn't like this was even expected. And then when the rains did kick in, all of a sudden, you know, it filled up, like, insanely fast. And, like, yeah, it completely closed them in there and what's even crazier is the fact that i think it was like 11 days that they were in there without contact without food or anything like that and uh, all those kids you know they made it i take i take it they just drank that water but then sure it wasn't the cleanest i'm sure i'm sure better than nothing but right yeah, I knew the story. I watched that whole documentary on 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 the whole thing. So I was like, oh man, they're they're lucky they they found that little uh, crevice that the water didn't fill up. So they're they're damn right. lucky they found that. So but. yeah, and obviously this is a real life event, so it's hard to say spoiler alert. But you know, in the lead up to this, the lead diver of the Thai team, he did actually. He had an error. He had a mistake. He did drown in in the caves before the rescue was even attempted. Uh, yeah, the the Thai uh, Navy SEALs lost their top guy. Yeah, oh, crazy. Man. But um, I've gone through tunnels like this never again. We went through right. no no oh. flashlights. Oh no way! Yeah, no, no way. Never again. I will ever do that. Was like one of the stupidest. I've done the many stupid things in my life, but that was <laughs> one of them. Right. Oh, never again. Because, like I said, I, I I don't know if I said this on the show. I probably did. But if anything would have happened, like there was just a cave in or or what, the earth shifted. No one would have ever that, found us. Nobody would have found it. I think they would have eventually figured it out because our four wheelers and three wheelers were outside but uh, yeah uh, but I'll never do that again I tell my kids don't do this I mean uh, there's some caverns up here but you can like walk through them they're not they're not very long you could see the other end the other end but no no thank you I'm good I've done it never do it again uh, especially the, the, the if you've seen that movie the descent oh that movie felt me claustrophobic awesome film though if you guys haven't seen it check it out all right uh, before we get into the big movie, or one of the other big movies, this is a new one that came out last week. Uh, it's an action thriller uh, directed by David Leach. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but this is Bullet Train. Ladybug is an unlucky, unlucky assassin who, who's determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs has gone off the rails. Fate, however, may have other plans as he, he has, as his latest mission puts him on a collision course for lethal adversaries around the globe, all with, with connected yet conflicting objectives on the world's fastest train. All right, that was IMDb or uh, 
Google, let's see what IMDb's got to say about this. They usually got just a quick one sentence, and I'm right. Five assassins aboard the fastest bullet train find their missions have something in common. Uh, this stars uh, Academy Award winner Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt uh, Joey King, uh, Kick-Ass, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, a.k.a. Quicksilver, um, Storm Shadow, Andrew Koji, um, Scorpion. Ooh, I can never say his name Hiroki Sanda, I think that's how you say his name. Uh, Bad Bunny, I had no idea he was in this. He was awesome. Uh, Hero himself, uh, Masioka, he, he's just barely in it. And Paperboy, Paperboy, uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Uh, there's some other people in this cameos, and if you guys haven't seen it, I'll just let you see it because I was shocked when they popped up on the screen. But Bullet Train. The end of the line is just the beginning. All right. Did you see this? Sadly, no. Uh, huh. The hype was so high, and then I was so disappointed by all the trailers, all the ads, which I felt like I'd seen the whole thing. But uh, I still do really want to see it. So. No, they didn't. They show a lot in the trailer, but nah, dude, this movie was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. I want to go see it again. Uh, it was hella good. The action was good. Uh, the comedy was good. The the story and on what was happening, all the characters of it of the story. Everyone had their own story of it just jumping all over the place. Uh, Brad Pitt, he's Brad Pitt, man. He he just does what he has to do and he do it. But uh, my favorite two characters in this, other than uh, Bad Bunny, was um, Kick Ass and Paperboy. Uh, they were Tangerine and Lemon. Uh, they were both brothers. That was their story. And, uh, oh, my God, this movie was hella good. The, all the shooting and the fighting and everything and the way they shot it. Um, I'm starting to come around on Joey King. I hated that one movie, uh, that one Hulu movie she did with uh, Patricia Arquette when the, I think it was called The the Lie or something. I, I can't remember what that movie was called. Or uh, The Act, that one. Ugh, she got on my nerves on that, and I started to hate uh, Joey King, but um, this movie was hella good. I gotta reevaluate if it's gonna make the list or not because, um, again, I've said this before my list is like 10 times over, uh, on uh, movies that I'm and I'm looking at my list right now. If I was to knock something out of it, uh. I'm going to have to watch the the one I'm thinking about right now. I'll, I'll have to rewatch it again. And I'll give you a hint. It's on Peacock or uh, Paramount Plus. So um, most of these are streaming movies except for one, two, three, four, five. Well, half of my list is things I saw in the theater and the other half are streaming. But hmm. I'm going to have to watch one of these films to determine if if I can bump it off. But, um, yeah, this movie was hella good. I loved it, every minute of it. Uh, it was two hours and seven minutes long, but it flew by like that because there was so much going on and there, there was a lot to take in. And I loved how it was just set on this train the entire time. And you figure, I mean, how are they going to do this on a train? You only have, like front to back to run and however many cars are there but so much was going on and everything they they made it work out i mean they do show some of the some of the 
exciting parts in the trailer, but there was some of the stuff they couldn't show uh, that was in this. And it was awesome. I forgot she was in this. What was her name? Um, uh, Zazie Beats. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm looking at the trailer. Uh, she was in this. Um, but yeah, if you guys have not seen this or just never really heard anyone talking about it, um, yeah, this is a must see. The, the, the surprise in it for me was uh, Andrew Koji, uh, Storm Shadow. Uh, I didn't realize that was him. I was sitting there watching the movie, going, "Who the hell is this dude?" And then I remembered Storm Shadow uh, from the Snake Eyes movie. But uh, definitely watching this trailer, they are showing the, the people that I was shot. I must have not really paid attention to this trailer because uh, the two that I, there's some a couple people that I thought were just cameos. They're they're showing them in this trailer, so I don't know, but. Um, I say if you like uh, just uh, action, it's called action comedy thriller, uh, definitely go see it. The CGI is awesome. Uh, obviously, you know uh, when it is. Uh, the score in the whole film was awesome. All the little uh, characters, uh, the Japanese stuff and everything uh, was awesome. But uh, again, I think uh, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Terry Henry, they to me, they stole the film. They were both awesome every time they were on the screen. So, But uh, you guys still playing in the theater, so definitely go check it out. I think you have to see this on the big screen because uh, it was awesome, dude. Yeah, you better go see this, dude. It was hella good. Um, I thought you would have seen it by now. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not, there's nothing really much to spoil, but it's, it's an awesome show or an awesome film. Definitely, everyone, go check out uh, Brad Pitt and Bullet Train. Yeah, before earlier this year, it was one of those films I had a reserved spot on my list for. So we'll see if it can earn that spot. But uh, I just in the lead up to it, I was just so disappointed in all the uh, the amount of trailers, you know. <laughs> I I just paid attention to whatever I saw in the theater. I didn't watch anything online or, or the, all the ones that are coming on TV. I just saw that very first one. And that was what seemed to me to be the only one that they played uh, every time I went to the movies. So I didn't I didn't get uh, that much watching this trailer while I was talking about it. Yeah, they showed a lot, way more yeah. than they showed way more than I knew, and I was shocked. And I was shocked and surprised on some of the characters that popped up in this. But definitely go see it, everyone. It's an awesome film. All right. On to the big one that came out, uh, was it last week? And the internet just blew up. It blew up with yeah. praise, and it blew up with eh, and it also blew up with it sucked. Um, well, let me say this before we go any further, too, because this is funny. I don't know if it got lost in the messages last night. I was telling, sending you all this Big Brother stuff. But uh, while Big Brother was airing, a commercial came on for it, and it said, this takes horror to the next level. Uh, this ain't all. None <laughs> I was of these, like, oh, Nez is going to love that comment. None of these Predator movies are horror. Even the Alien versus <laughs> Predator. None of them are horror. This is just sci-fi action. There was not, not, and not any of those movies was I scared or on the edge of my seat. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was um, like, I, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> uh, my son and I, Eric, we're we're, we're doing a prey. He had never this prey is the first one that he had seen, so he he liked it. And then we went backwards, and uh, we just watched Predators last night. We got to watch the Predator to, tonight. 
and then he'll seen them all. Oh, and then I guess we're going to tackle the uh, AVP films, but uh, Prey, the origin story of the Predator in the, in the world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. Naru is a skilled warrior, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved Predators to land on Earth. Directed by Dan Trekkenberg. And this stars Amber Mint Thunder as Naru, Dakota Beavers as Tabe, uh, Dane DeLegargo, I think that's his name. He's the, the predator. Uh, Stormy Kip as Wasapi, uh, Michelle Thrush as Aruka, I think that's her name. Chief, or Julian Black Antelope as Chief. Ooh, I can't remember. Kietu, I think that was his name. I don't know, I probably said that wrong. Uh, Stephanie Mathis as Samu. Uh, Brett Taylor as Raphael Lablani, I think that was his name. Um, and then there's a bunch of other dudes in this. Um, yeah, this went straight to Hulu. Uh, you lucky bastards got to see it at Comic Con. Uh, when it was uh, played that Thursday night, and everyone that went to the holiday Hollywood premiere, uh, I would have wish I'd have got to go to one of them, but I did not. So, but Zisu, what did you think of the the next installment in Predator? Yeah, I thought this was great. Uh, in my opinion, this was far and away the best uh, Predator film since the original. That's where I would put it. Uh, number two in the series to me. Uh, what I loved about this one did is it just took that idea of the Predator. And when you think about the original and you have this group go into the jungle and then, you know, it, it faces it. It's not like the other ones didn't do that, but this one, it just takes it back to that kind of what makes it work so well. I loved that. I loved the interaction. I thought it looked great. And yeah, it was awesome. Um, the one thing I kept texting you about, because I, I don't know why I was thinking about it in this one. I guess I, I thought of more, more in this because this is set. Uh, obviously hundreds of years before the events of the uh, the uh, 80s Predator, the original Predator film. But I was thinking like, okay, when it comes down to it, the Predator, what it's doing is it comes to test itself, to engage in battle and prove it's the toughest and whatnot. The only thing, and this has been ever since that original film, is like, you want to test yourself, but why are you using invisibility tech, especially as part of your fight? Like, that doesn't seem, like, honorable. Like, that's a very uneven, like, when it comes to battle, to having that invisibility tech. So, I don't know. That's just one of my random thoughts that comes to me, and I kind of got stuck on, like, you're trying to test yourself, but... That's a you're you're making it way uneven when you've got this un, invisibility tech. <laughs> well, with with you saying that, I mean, we'll, we'll go back to the original one. When we first saw that in uh, the '87 Predator, that like blew our minds. We were like, sure. "What? Oh my god!" But then I think Pretty as the fast. movies go on, as the movies go on, you expect it. So right. Uh, yeah, that's that's, a, that's the only thing I can think of. But from what yeah. what I uh, what I understand, this is the for very first time uh, that it came to Earth to do this. But quotes, air quotes. 
if you throw the AVP movies in this timeline, then you know that this wasn't the first time the Predators came to Earth. Because they were all the way back during the, I don't know, the Mayan days when they taught them how to uh, build the pyramids and all that. And they had that pyramid with they, they had the, the xenomorphs in, to, which was their little testing thing. For, for those of you that didn't see those films. And the reason I say that is because of Predator 2 at the end when you see Danny Glover going into the ship and when you see that case of skulls, you see a xenomorph head skull in there. And that blew my mind. Um, when that came out in ninety, when that happened in the in the film, I was like, "Oh my god, there's an alien skull!" So, but <laughs> I don't know. Everyone's saying that that those films are are not canon in this, but I I don't know. I I I still throw them in the timeline only because of of the xenomorph skull in there. But some people are saying, "Well, maybe yeah, he got one, but maybe though those." We don't need to see those films. I think they really just made those only because we saw the uh, the Xenomorph Skull in Predator Two. But I don't know, take it or leave it. I still like the both of those films. I know a lot of people didn't care for them. Second one was my favorite. Um, well, let me let me throw this at you real quick since you said that. Um, this is by IMDb rating. I'm on IMDb. Predator movies ranked by their IMDb rating. Uh, seven titles. From one to seven, they have here no surprise. One, 1987's Predator. Two, 2022's Prey. Seven. Three. Are they adding the AVP movies? Uh, there's yes. Only, there's only. Well, just leave. A, a, well, go ahead. Read your list. Well, um, yeah. Let me just give you because this is their list. Three, 2010's Predators. Four, 1990's Predator Two. Five. Alien vs. Predator, 2004. Six, The Predator, 2018. And seven, Aliens vs. Predator, Requiem, 2007. Requiem, they, Requiem was way better than The Predator, the first one and The Predator. That one, that one was hella good. Yeah. For me, it's I guess it's hard to rank, but like I... 100%, one, two is Predator and then Prey. For me, Prey shot... Right up into that number two spot for me. Mine is Predator, Predators, Prey, Predator 2, then The Predator. I did like The Predator, but, I mean, it wasn't the greatest. I mean, I just liked all the characters that were in it and made it funny. But, um, no, Predators, I mean, I like that one. I like that they took them off Earth and took them to another planet and, and uh, like, got the best of the best. To, to hunt and everything. Yeah. I thought that one was really good. Because in that one, it, it plays canon into this one. Because this, the Predator in this isn't the regular classic Predator that we've seen in two, one, two, and, well, I guess, well, in the first four movies. Even the AVP films. This one is because they, uh, what's his name? His character, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Morpheus. He said it. He said there's two there's two different species of predators and they hate each other. This was that one. Especially in Predators, the main one uh, that they were fighting, it was one of these ones because when he took his mask off, uh, his face was different. So that that one was that's what this one was. So, um but I mean I love all the movies. I own them all, even the AVP ones. 
people are like, oh, you're only liking this because they were they were Native Americans. Of course, that was one of the main reasons that I liked it. But I have seen I've been into the I've seen every film in the theater. I mean, I was there from the beginning of this franchise and this was just awesome. Um, the story, it, the story was good. Um, I, I like the effects. The, C, the only big thing is the CGI wasn't the greatest. It was like kind of, eh. I mean, compared to uh, the movies, um, I just, the regular, the ones before this one, I thought the CGI, when, when they were doing CGI, was, was just a little bit better. Um, I don't know if the studio had faith in this film to just throw it on Hulu. Because I thought it was going to go in the theater. Um, but once it came out, I would pay to go see this. I would definitely like to see this on the big theater. And that's why I'm mad at all those people that got to see it on the big screen. I mean, but this film was awesome. And then there was a lot of idiots out there going, oh, it's just woke. It's just a girl. And da, da, da. Shut up. The movie was awesome. Amber Mid-Thunder, I thought she did an amazing job as Naru on what she did. Her character, her, her from just trying to be just being a girl, but just wanting to do do what the guys do, because and and a lot of those times, I mean, the women just stayed at home and had kids and and cooked and took care of the village while all the men went out hunting. I had a question though. One of my other buddies said that too. He was like, "Where were all the older men, other than the chief that they showed?" Because all we right. see are these these young uh, young kids. <laughs> Uh, they're probably <laughs> 20. I was like, where are all the, the, they made my oldest. age. Well, I'm probably as old yeah. as the chief, but I was like, where, yeah, where are the other ones? Where are their fathers? <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe, maybe they were there, but they didn't, they didn't show them. But I mean, I thought what, what they were doing in this was good. She was just a coming of age story of her trying to come up in her tribe. And then you got to throw the predator in there and then the hunt begins. Because they didn't know what they were doing. And if you guys really paid attention to the, what the Predator was doing, some people were like, well, how come he didn't have his uh, the little pulse shoulder gun thing and, and all the other uh, doodads that he had in the other films? I'm like, God damn. This is supposedly the first time it came. The gadgets yep. it had were cool. I liked the little shield thing uh, that it used, uh, and the little spear and the, um, the little um, hovering... Uh, wrist rocket thing it had. It didn't have lasers and and, and everything. It still had the regular little uh, sighting uh, three dots. I, I thought that was cool. But I thought what they did in this was good. And a lot of people were like, "Oh, uh, how is this uh, little girl gonna fight this um, amazing hunter in uh, in the way back in this time with just her primitive weapons?" I mean, did you guys not see the first Predator? Well, After yeah, no. That's what it's about. And yeah. he, lost, he lost all his weapons, and he had to make yeah. primitive weapons. And that's that's only when he was able to take yeah. him out was when yeah. he used that. All his all his uh, awesome guns did nothing. They tore up the forest. That that scene always reminds me of how I am in uh, like Call of War video games. Ah! <laughs> I was like, before. I was just all the, a lot. I mean, hate it or love it. I mean, I, I tear apart movies. I can't say that, uh, but the the reasoning that some of these people were saying, like, all oh, the wokeness in this, I'm like, shut up. Uh, yeah. I'm just like, uh, just make your own movie and uh, and see what happens. When everyone starts tearing it up, or maybe they're just gonna love it. 
But for what this film did, I thought it was good. I'm then bringing in uh, the consultant uh, for the film. Um, oh, man, I forgot your name. Um, beautiful uh, woman. I want to say her name was Jane um, something. Um, I follow her daughter as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, P-Bread, Bashan. Um uh, her mother and her mother's name is I'm sorry, um, Jane Myers. She was the uh, one of the producers as well as the, the consultant uh, in this film. Um, she follows me too, so I thought that was awesome. I had no idea she had something to do uh, with this movie, and then doing uh, research on her, she did a lot of films. She was a consultant on, so that was good. They uh, got native actors, they got native producers into this. Um, this guy is the one that directed uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. If you guys haven't seen that, yeah. awesome so good. film. My yep. second favorite one out of the, the Cloverfield movies. The first one Probably being my, my favorite. favorite. Oh, hell no. That first one was the best. I love the first one so much because I love giant monster movies. That's what I loved. I wish they would have just showed it more. Uh, Paradox. Whew, I liked it, but uh, it, it did explain okay. a lot. It just didn't, yeah. Yeah. didn't show much. But anyway. I want but, more. Yeah, I hope so. Because the way that one ended, but I mean, overall, pay attention to the minor spoiler alert. But did you pay attention to the end credits of Prey? Yeah, I don't want that to be the next movie. I think take this, <laughs> do what they've been doing with the films. Because if if you they all tied together, but they didn't they didn't bring Arnold back for more. They didn't bring Danny Glover back Shock. for more. They're not going to bring Adrian Brody back for more. Or, I, I mean, can't believe Arnold hasn't revisited the series in one way or another. I remember there was a rumor. Uh, what's the uh, 2018 one? The Predator. I heard the rumor was um, at the very end of the film, uh, he was going to land in a helicopter and step out and say something, you know, like one of Dutch's classic lines. <laughs> Well, they um, there was that rumor was going around. They thought uh, Danny Glover and uh, Arnold were going to team up for the uh, third yeah. Predator film, but that never happened. Um, right. They can't do it now. I mean, Danny Glover is like way up there, and Arnold, I mean, he can he did what he could yeah, in, he in the Expendables, <laughs> but that was a long time ago now. <laughs> so, Mando, huh? He's still doing Mando. Arnold. Oh, no, never mind. I got uh, Glover mixed up with uh, Weathers because I was thinking of Predator. No, <laughs> no, he died. <laughs> I know, I know. No, but yeah. um, I think it would just be more fan service, if, if anything, if they brought Arnold back. But right. I mean, I'll watch it. I'll watch it and I'll love it. But I can't um, believe they haven't done it yet. It's due, especially. Uh, like you said, I, not everybody's love Prey, but I feel like overall most people have. I feel like it's a huge hit from what I've seen. Uh, it's far and away. It's uh, Hulu's most streamed movie ever. So that's a huge accomplishment, especially considering, like you were saying, um, I think what happened here is when Disney bought that part of, uh, of Fox, um, pretty much all their projects that were in development were going to go straight to streaming for the most part. You know, that was like the plan, really. 
I just kind of had that feeling that they didn't have faith in it because of oh, the last. No, the, I get the it. last. The last ones didn't. The last two really didn't like. I mean, they right. they made money for them, but I mean, especially the Predator. I mean, everyone tore that movie apart. I liked yeah. it. I still like it. Um, but I just kind of feeling they didn't have uh, the faith in it. I mean, especially the director. This was his second big movie. The last one he, the last thing he did was the uh, last big movie was uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. He had done um, other things, but I think just as far as movies, he did. He's done a lot of TV. He's got nine credits. I mean, he's done uh, a couple shorts, something called Black Box TV, The Portal. That's a short. Ten Cloverfield Lane, episode of Black Mirror, episode of The Boys, yeah. and episode of The Lost Symbol, whatever that is. And supposedly he's going to get an episode of this Waterworld movie. So this is actually the only second movie that he's directed. I thought he did a good job. I mean, it was, the directing, directing was fine. I thought the score was good. The cinematography was awesome. Again, I it's just just to me, it was just the CGI wasn't the greatest. It was still cool. I mean, it didn't it didn't take anything away from it, but it was just kind of like, yeah. I'm just spoiled on how awesome CGI can be. But I've seen shit, really shitty CGI. This one was just like, eh, it wasn't the greatest. I wouldn't go as far as calling it shit, but it was, it wasn't the greatest. But uh, I mean, the for this film, they need to at least make her and the Predator. Well, they might as well if they made all the other ones. But um, this one, uh, but it was awesome. I loved the thing that I really, really loved about it was uh, their uh, their bow skills. I liked how they like the grabbed it with all four fingers and pulled the the bow back the way they they did it. And uh, that was from what I understood, that was that was pretty accurate, pretty accurate in how they did. You watch just the English dub, or did you watch it in Comanche? Uh, I just hit play, so I assume that was the English dub. All right, I watched both versions. Uh, I would have rather had this whole thing in Comanche, but because uh, they were saying, yeah, this people were going, oh, mom, they shot it twice. No, they didn't. They shot it once and just it was dubbed because I didn't even realize they <laughs> they dubbed in the Comanche. They said Comanche words in the English version, but when it's if you're watching the the Comanche dubbed, it was is just them going right over. So they they, they didn't shoot this film twice. Uh-huh. Um, but it didn't take anything out of it. I just I liked it that way. That one was a little bit better to to especially for this time, this time period, and as well as far as the uh, the French soldiers or the French uh, hunters, scavengers or whatever they were. I mean, I thought they did god the job. The thing that I did love was that. When they spoke, we didn't get subtitles for them. We we didn't we didn't know unless you spoke French, but you kind of got what they were saying uh, through their body movements. But um, from what I understood, this is how I took it: that this is the first time they heard that language, and they didn't know. I mean, the, the Comanche people didn't know what they were saying, so I think I assume that's why they didn't put in uh, subtitles for them. That's just me. I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the director thought something else, but uh, I thought it was uh, pretty cool on how they did that. But I mean, everyone that was crying around about the wokeness, shut up. Just enjoy the film <laughs> like we all did. Um, but yeah, I thought the movie was awesome. Um, this movie's already been spoiled. So, I mean, if you guys have listened this far, the um, 
the character, the the Raphael. Um, the hell was his uh, name? It's it was on the gun. Um, what the hell was the name on the gun? It was Raphael. Adeloni, I think I think that's how you say it. And it said 1715. All right. You guys remember that gun in Predator 2, the one when Grayback threw it to Danny Glover. That that part was kind of canon in in the the comics in the Predator um was it 1718? I think that was that was the book. Um and that one uh Adeloni or how I think that's his name, Raphael, he was a pirate. And they were out doing pirate things, and they uh, were they were uh, just doing pirate shit, stealing shit. But then they came across some um, some church stuff. But half of the, the the his pirates were like, "No, this goes back to the church." And uh, Raphael's like, "Hell no, I'm taking it for myself." So there was kind of a mutiny between uh, uh, Raphael and his crew. Uh, and there, during all this, um, the predator Grayback was was watching, and then he kind of sprung into action, was trying to take him out. But when the uh, the crew turned on uh, Raphael, he kind of teamed up with the predator, and uh, but Raphael got shot in the back. Since uh, it was kind of like a respect thing, I think, from what I remember, I read this story a long time ago. But he gave the gun. Well, when he got shot and died. Or he was about to die. He turned or he was laying on the ground and he kind of handed that gun to the predator and he went, take it. And he kind of tossed it to him. So that was Grayback. And fast forward to Predator 2, 1990, that was, um, I think it was 19. The movie came out in 1990. I can't remember what timeline, what what the year was in the movie. But anyway, um, when Grayback at the end when uh, Danny Glover's character was there and he, when he, when all those predators popped up and he was like, all right, who's next? And then they all kind of just picked up that predator that died and then they all just disappeared. But uh, Grayback, he ate, pulled, he, he was going to walk away, but then he stopped. And I think he was like, just uh, kind of like, um, like appreciating and congratulating Danny Glover for taking out uh, one of the predators uh, being like an, an ultimate hunter. Because he looked at it, he pulled out that gun and went, take it, and then threw it to Danny Glover. Because that's what uh, Raphael said to Grayback. But that, I mean, that that comic story came out way after Predator 2. So that was the story. That's what I loved about that. So I was like, okay, cool. That's how Grayback got the gun. I didn't even know that Predator had a name. It just looked like an older Predator because his dreads were gray. But now when the book came out, we found his name was Grayback. So, but with this one, um, Raphael, he's in it. His character, younger version of him. But then when he gets killed, he gives a gun to, um, uh, was it Naru or did he give it to her brother? I, I can't remember. I don't know. I've watched this a couple of times. But either way, at the end, she had it after she uh, defeated the Predator and she kind of walked over and gave it to um, the chief. That, and when, that's when we looked at the gun and we, and we see the name on it and everything. So. Um, I don't know what they're going to do, uh, on where, where if that story is going to continue, uh, or anything, or maybe it was just, uh, just a little Easter egg they throw into it. I mean, so I, I don't know what the director's 
uh, idea what it was. I mean, you can go on YouTube and listen to a lot of people with their predictions on, on what they thought it meant, but I don't know. I was going more with the storyline uh, of the comic books, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know what we're doing on this because if, if we're going to fast forward into Predator 2, I mean, how did, how did Grayback get it? But, like like you said, it leads into that stuff at the end in the credits. It's uh, a lot of uh, drawings on uh, on the back of the, the bison skin. Really cool. Uh, and it was just basically just a movie on what was going on. But that last image they the showed, you see uh, Naru and the gang standing there, and you see the clouds and three uh, Predator ships come up. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people want that movie. I don't want that movie. Continue <laughs> with another story. Um, there was some stuff that was in the Predator story in the first one about Billy. Uh, I believe his tribe was Sue, and he oh, they, yeah. they were supposed to say that he his um he, he he heard stories about these things coming That's and fighting his ancestors way back in the day. But so I don't know if they're gonna do that. But I, mean, I would like to see that. But kind of awesome. go fast forward, kind of go fast forward into maybe the 1800s or early or whatever, and then have that have that thing because uh, the Sioux was somewhere else in, in the United States. So, right. but I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with that. I mean, everyone wants a, a, a sequel to this. I'll watch it, but I'd rather have just give me another Predator story. Uh, excuse me. Do what they've been doing so far with five movies. Yep. Different yep. different places. Different times uh even off planet and, and everything so I, I i'd rather have that but if they're if they got this one was such a big hit for them and they and everybody wants to see i know everyone in native country wants to see uh more of these characters again i'll watch it but for me if they gave me the decision to to okay nez uh when when what's the next story i'd rather have it maybe go into uh, the Wild West days or something like that, or take it over to Japan and let's see uh, the Ooh. samurais go after them. Because if you guys remember in Predator, one of the, the dudes that got sucked or taken to that planet was part of the um, the Yakuza because he had that awesome scene, that little standoff when he had a samurai and he was, and he was fighting the Predator. But, or even, uh, I mean, how, what Danny, not Danny, uh, Danny Trail, his character. He was down in Mexico and he got disappeared. Or that one dude, he's in Russia and he got abducted. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's many different ways you can go with this story, but um, we'll see. I'd rather, I'd, I'd like that Japan idea uh, if they if they took it to Japan way back in the day and, and it fights samurais and everything. I think that would be awesome, but I don't know. We'll see uh, on, on how this is going to go. So, but Prey is an amazing film. Uh, I loved it. Uh, will it make my top ten? I still got to do a lot of reevaluating, everyone. I mean, because I've I've had my ten movies a, a while now, and it, things are just getting bumped out left and right uh, with all these new m- movies. And we're still like halfway at the halfway point. We still got more months and more movies to come. Um, the only one I can think of right now is we still got Halloween Kill or Halloween Ends coming. And is that gonna knock something? Out of my top ten, I don't know. I gotta wait until I see it. And there's a couple other movies, some little indie movies that are coming as well that I want to see. But, but yeah, pray. Awesome, awesome film. I loved it. Um, if you are, if you just watched it in English, and uh, go back and check out the the Comanche version. It was really cool to hear uh, 
the traditional language uh, of these people in this story. So I loved it. Um, yeah, the Predator 2, the, the the feral Predator is what they were calling it. I thought he looked awesome. I liked uh, his little skull mask and everything and all his little gadgets uh, that were in it. But, yeah, the movie's awesome, everyone. Definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, I'm sure it was spoiled to everybody. There's memes and everything going all over the place. Oh, and the, this, the, the all-star of the movie is that little dog. Um, that little res dog, you know, you, you can't fade him. Uh, rest in peace to Pudge. <laughs> That's all I saw when that little dog was running around was my son's dog, Pudge. She, she was hardcore. She was queen of the res, uh, here in California. But yeah, check out a uh, pray everyone. If you haven't seen it, awesome, awesome film and Amber, Amber mid thunder. If you're listening, oh, you did an amazing job, sister. Keep it up. Uh, she's also going to be an echo uh, for those of you who don't know when when that when that one comes out as well as um what's her nuts uh, Laura Dannon she's going to be in it uh, as well so I uh, can't wait uh, to see that um and some other thing called uh, Roswell New Mexico I guess it's a series I, I don't know I think she's in that I have no no idea. I, I thought she was going to be an Echo. Huh? Maybe I'm jumping the gun on that one. Um, I know uh, Laura Dannon's in it. Um, or am I thinking of uh, that other chick from uh, New Mutants? Are they going to can ever do anything else with that one? Did you eventually check that out? I did, and you know, I thought it was cool for what it was. But yeah, it in the end of the day, I guess it uh, was pretty standalone, and especially the state of how you know it was made before the whole Disney sale thing. So, while not impossible for them to connect, um, they could. I think the thing I was most surprised about, they announced so many things at Comic-Con upcoming for Marvel. Uh, I was most surprised that I've heard they've been well into production on Deadpool 3 and they didn't have anything. They didn't even announce it as part of their, they announced all those dates and they didn't have one for uh, Deadpool 3. Mm. Well, I, I jumped the gun. I thought Amber Mid-Thunder was going to be an echo, but uh, just a Laura Dannon's in it, Derry Jacobs. But uh, Echo, Aqua, Aqua Cox, I think that's her name. I don't know how to say her name. Uh, she's in it. She's Echo. Um, Big, Zon McLaren, he's in it. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Pyle, Wilson Fisk, awesome to see him, as well as Dead, or, um, Deadpool. Um, what's his name? Daredevil. Charlie Cox, he's going to be in it. Matt Murdock. Uh, will he be Deadpool or um, Daredevil? I don't know. It just has Matt Murdock right here. Uh, Laura Dannon, Debbie Jacobs, she's in it. Uh, Christopher Chalk. Um, Graham Greene, awesome. Tantu Cardinal. Uh, one of the Wolfpack, Cheske Spencer, he's in it. And somebody named Cody Lightning. There's no names uh, to all these people. So uh, Awesome. Uh, I know there's still... They're always throwing out announcements because they need extras for this. So I assume they're still filming it and whatever they need to do with it. But I don't know where they're filming this show. I would like to be in it if they need old uh, fat skateboarders, native skateboarders in it. But anyway, yeah, pray. Check it out, everyone. Uh, awesome film. And as far as movies, unless you got more, that's it. 
Yeah, that is it. All right. Um, and or we know that's coming. Let's kind of skip uh, Star Wars only because it's getting late. Zizi's got to go to bed. Um, collecting. What do you got? I only got uh, one. Thing. <laughs> I just today uh, found three of the retro collection for. Uh, Kenobi in the Star Wars series. I got uh, Ned B, the droid, uh, my first figure of him, so pretty cool. Uh, Kenobi and uh, the Grand Inquisitor. I think, interestingly, my favorite part about these is uh, the sabers, how it's all, they're all uh, one color. Like, they're just interestingly odd. Instead of being like, properly detailed like it's just like a blue stick that obi-wan has and uh, i kind of like that it's oddly weird like that you know <laughs> okay i'm looking at the picture you sent me well it's yeah. just like the the retro one so yeah that's what they are it's it's retro series um looking at the card back for this um the ones that I still need that they didn't have was Darth Vader, the Dark Times, Reva, third sister, and the fifth brother. So I got three, but I'm missing three. All right. Anything else? A uh, few pop uh, have come in. Uh, pre-order stuff that... Uh, Finally making its way here. I uh, wish it would have arrived before the film, but uh, obviously better late than never for the uh, Thor Love and Thunder, the Jane Foster uh, exclusives pop in the box, the glow in the dark uh, lightning in motion jumping up pose. Uh, that one's pretty cool. And then Jade ordered me this one because I couldn't get uh, – the books a million site to work with the books a million exclusive uh jane foster where she's unhelmeted so yeah a couple of thor exclusives making their way home and uh yeah i guess that is it for recent arrivals all right i got one thing there was no i did look around in the stores i didn't think i would find it and i didn't find it in the stores but i had to go to ringside collectibles and pay double than what it's if you find no. it in the store but i wanted this this uh this figure this is a part of the wwe elite collection and uh this is one of my favorite uh female wrestlers uh, uh she's from the bay area so I got to represent, and this is uh, Shotzi. Well, that's what they're calling her. I don't like how they do that. She was Shotzi Blackheart when she first came on, when she was on NXT. And then once she came up to the, the to the main roster, they just cut her name to Shotzi. Um, she's billed as uh, Oakland, uh, but she is not from Oakland. Just her, uh, just her character is. Uh, she came up in the Indies. She did a lot of Hood Slam stuff. And she's just badass. She's... Um, Filipino and Polish, I believe. Um, follow her, Shotzi, and follow her sister. They they look like twins, but Shotzi's got uh, green hair. Uh, I love this figure. Uh, I love the... Um, if you know who she is, uh, she's got green hair and she's got tattoos all over her. They did a really good job 
on uh, on all the tattoo uh, work on her. She's got uh, changeable hands, and you can take off her helmet, her signature uh, little horn helmet. Um, and uh, I was watching a video she posted on Instagram of her unboxing it when she finally got one. Uh, she's got a couple that uh, that are staying in the package, but she opened one, and um, her father passed, and she had a tattoo of her father on her arm, and she said it, it's on there. I'm not opening this unless I find another one, but this is uh, it's a sweet, uh, cool, cool little figure. I love the mold. Um, I remember them announcing it at Comic Con uh, for that, for the Mattel stuff, or I think it was Comic Con when they were saying uh, what was to come. And uh, I'm glad that uh, I finally got it. Uh, came in the mail the other day. Um, for any of your uh, wrestling figure needs, uh, be it WWE or AEW or just previous old things, uh, just go shoot over to Ringside Collectibles. Quick little uh, plug for them. Um, but, yeah, this is a, an awesome figure. I'm glad I have it in my collection. I also It also came with a, um, for an extra couple of dollars, uh, case uh, protector, one of those clear protectors around it. So I'm definitely keeping this in here. I do want to find another one because I want I want one I want to open and I want to set her right here. But yeah, I got to represent uh, for Shotzi in the Bay. Uh, she's amazing uh, wrestler. If you guys watch wrestling, uh, they do her dirty every time she's in uh, the women's Royal Rumbles or the Battle Royals. She never wins for some reason. I don't know. She's just badass and. I don't know. They'll come around eventually. We'll see how it goes uh, now that Vince is gone. But, um, yeah, as far as collecting, I'm looking around the room. Nothing else. Um, did I pick up any recent Blu-rays? I don't think so. Um, I meant to make a TikTok. I haven't made it yet. I still got the stack sitting here right in front of me. But, yeah, as far as collecting, that is it. On to random recommendations. You got any on deck? I do. And I could have mentioned this in our movies, but as a film you long ago reviewed, I finally got to review it and I figured, well, this was the perfect time to use it as a random recommendation because I don't know if you saw, but Licorice Pizza is actually streaming on Amazon, on Amazon Prime. So I was able, finally able to check it out there. Obviously, I still want to own the Blu-ray, I have never seen it in person yet. Uh, I guess I could order it online by now, but uh, definitely need a copy. I finally got to see it, and I did really like it. You know what it gave me vibes of was... Uh, Pedophile? Of, what? Pedophile? No, honestly, I didn't get that. I was very worried about that, uh, obviously, going into it. And <laughs> you heard their ages? <laughs> it's between. a 10-year difference, but also, like... He was both... Uh, she, she was... Really do anything it, so it doesn't matter man i love the movie don't get me wrong but she was in her 20s and he was what 16 or something like that yeah yeah i was like uh. a yeah no no i get it but at the same time it's they didn't really do anything so it works I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you would want Jade to be 16. And... Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, see? <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, like I said, like I was wor I was worried about worse stuff in it. and uh, No, I would have said that. I would have said there would have been worse stuff. No, there was nothing. They didn't, they didn't do anything, but it was just the idea yeah. of that yeah. happening. I'm like, ooh. And yeah it, yeah, it was different times, but it was in California. And I'm sure that... Uh, <laughs> 
back in the was it 60s or 70s? I no, can't it was remember. the 70s. Yeah, and see, I no. felt like it really captured that well. I thought they captured the vibe really well. It was um, my second favorite film the year it came out, the uh, Tarantino Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Love that film so much. And I feel like they captured the vibe so well. I feel like uh, they did the same here. I think just the vibe was captured so well. It really felt like it. And obviously, as a Heim fan, I, I'm, on, I'm on another level here as far as my interest in it. Um, I thought far and away, even though their time in it um, as Alana sisters, uh, Este and Danielle, uh, I thought in the limited scenes that Danielle had, they so perfectly captured her as a person she was just that such a she's just got that cool vibe and uh i just actually uh, just appreciated that so much i i thought uh they nailed her just as a person she just was actually who she is you know (laughs) i'm surprised i saw it three times before you even seen it once and oh, I yeah. was no. I wasn't even that big. I wasn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Even, I, I would say I wasn't even a fan of them yet when I yeah. saw this film. Yeah. Well, I didn't really become a fan until after we it. saw them that first time. Yeah, obviously I always wanted to see it, but I was on guard too. Like I was a little worried. Like, oh man, is this gonna be like? <laughs> I was almost like thinking, like, man, is this gonna be like embarrassing? <laughs> I would have said I would have said it was. I liked it for not really knowing their music and knowing them that much. I took the movie for what it was, and I liked it. Yeah, no, I thought it was great. I thought uh, I thought they were great. Like I said, um, I thought Alana was great. Obviously, she's the star of it. But uh, yeah, I loved seeing uh, Este and Danielle, and especially Danielle. I thought she uh, was uh, properly cool. <laughs> Oh, their parents the in it question. too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The one question I had for you, I felt like I was paying attention enough. I have only watched it the one time, but I was waiting for the Bradley Cooper scene from the trailer where he's in between the car and smashes the windows. They use that in the end credits, but it didn't happen in the actual movie, right? I don't remember. I remember him popping into the movie, but I I, I don't remember that scene. Because, yeah, that was a big thing I remember from the trailer is Bradley Cooper in between the two cars. And he takes like what looked like golf clubs and he smashes the mirrors. And ah, and uh, I don't remember in the film, but they use it in the end credits when they, they say all the people, Sean Ben and Alana Heim and everything, buddy. And uh, yeah, for Bradley Cooper, it shows that scene. And I was like, I don't think that was in the actual film because um, obviously it was not a huge spoiler, but a minor spoiler. When um, they leave him like at the gas station, I think that's the last time we see him, right? On screen? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So anyways. <laughs> overall yeah no I, I i thought it was really cool i liked it i liked it a lot so yeah it's on prime amazon prime licorice pizza all right what's your song my movie's gonna tie into mine uh 
I'm going back to the recently released Lupe Fiasco album, uh, this year's Drill Music in Zion, and uh, the track that has a, a music video, the only uh, music video he's done for this album. Uh, who watches music videos, though, anymore? <laughs> uh, Autobotto. Yeah. Check out that track. Autobot vibes. <laughs> Lupe Fiasco. <clears throat> All right. Uh, my movie and, uh, and music are going to tie together. But earlier this week, actually a couple of days ago, we lost the great Olivia Newton-John. She was battling uh, breast cancer, and uh, she passed from that. She passed away in uh, California where she was living. And I believe she was born in Europe somewhere, but she was raised in Australia. Um. She's done a ton of uh, music. She she's like was all over the place, 70s, 80s, and everything. Uh, I loved a lot of her her music. Not everything, but uh, I liked uh, what she had did. Um, other than uh, Xanadu and Two of a Kind and all the other things she popped up in, as well as Grease. Um, that's going to be my movie. It's streaming on Paramount Plus. Check out uh, Grease if you haven't seen that. An amazing, amazing film. Um, I think that was the first film that I had seen her in. And then I saw Xanadu and then uh, Two of a Kind and everything else she had done. Uh, following her music career, never seen her perform, but uh, I loved her music. Uh, one of the songs that she sang in uh, Xanadu on that soundtrack was uh, Magic. Um, I love that song. It's probably my favorite song in the movie. It was it was it's a classic cult classic, but I didn't really care for it. Um, I liked the song Xanadu, and I liked uh, some of the other songs in it. But uh, Magic was probably my favorite song on that soundtrack. Uh, all the stuff she did in Greece, uh, hopelessly devoted to you. I, I love that song, and then the the duet stuff she did with uh, John Travolta. Uh, I actually met John Travolta. Uh, he was uh, flew in to the Reno airport. He flew in. He's a pilot. He, he flew in his plane. We helped bring it in. And he came out and uh, thanked all of us and shook our hands. And he signed my uh, Grease uh, DVD as well as my uh, Punisher poster uh, that he's on. So awesome guy if you guys get to meet him. But the film is amazing. I love it. Uh, I just love Olivia Newton-John. Again, her music is amazing. Listen to... Uh, magic from the Xanadu soundtrack or just listen to the Grease soundtrack she's on. Uh, the movie Two of a Kind that came out in 1983. I have not seen it in a very, very long time. I saw it in the theater when it came out. I liked it. It was a little goofy. Uh, I did like the uh, the song that she did uh, for it. Um, but it just, the movie just didn't hit. It, it kind of tanked. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, if you can find it, I think it's streaming somewhere. I'm not really sure, but uh, I know Xanadu and Paramount or in uh, Greece are on Paramount Plus, so uh, definitely check those out. My heart goes out to um, Olivia Newton, uh, John's family, and uh, everything. I know another person from the cast, I, I want to say a couple of them passed away. Jeff Conway, he passed, and uh, Kaniki, he passed away in uh, 2011, I believe. And I want to say, is it Chacha? The one that she, yeah, uh, Chacha Di Gregorio, Annette Charles, she passed away also in 2011. Not sure about uh, Patty Simcock. No, she's she's still with us. Um, but I, I mean, I'm sure some of the older uh, cast members uh, that were in it. But it's it's an awesome film. 
Uh, Blues Brothers is my favorite musical, but I would have to say Grease uh, would come in somewhere in the top five. Um, I would put it in the number two spot. Uh, it's an awesome film. I love it. I've seen it a million times. I remember my friends took me to see it, or my mom's friends' daughters took me to see it. And I had no idea what Grease was. All I know is we were going to the movies, and I was like, okay. So we went and saw it. Man, I loved it the very first time I had seen it. And then I couldn't wait for it to come on cable on Showtime. We stayed up and watched it. And then VHS, DVD, Blu-ray now. I, I, I love this film. This is one of those films. Like I have the soundtrack. I can sing every song. I can fucking just spit out the, uh, the dialogue. Uh, I actually went to a uh, Grease sing-along. At Comic-Con one year, but that crowd was boring. I went to the, uh, the Castro Theater in San Francisco. Uh, my wife and my daughter and I uh, went and saw it on the screen. And everybody was into it. That's It's awesome. If you can get a chance to go see uh, Grease, the sing-along version, do it. Because it was awesome. Everybody was, uh, in, not everybody, but a lot of people came in costume. They had a, uh, a costume contest before the movie started. Um, they handed out little goodie bags so you can uh, throw things in the air and blow bubbles and do the poppers and all that uh, throughout the film. It was an amazing, amazing time. I had so much fun, sang my ass off that night uh, in, for, the, for the film. But yeah, definitely check out uh, Grease. That's my um, film recommendation. And anything uh, Livy Newton-John, be it uh, her hits or one of her other her B-sides and everything, definitely just listen to her music catalog. And again, rest in peace uh, to Olivia Newton-John. Uh, Sandy, she'll always be Sandy in my heart. So uh, rest in peace. And with Let me that, give you... Go ahead. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let go me give you a quick recommendation follow-up for Olivia Newton-John. Uh, this is a TV recommendation. Uh, definitely pretty random for me, but uh, this is a seriously good show. You know, I'm not like into... For the most part, lovey-dovey things, uh, love or relationship shows. But Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings aired for two seasons, uh, 2018 to 2020. And now both seasons are on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I highly recommend watching this show. Like, the stories actually are quite good for the couples and how they got together and they talk about their love for Disney. And then they do these really cool extravagant uh, weddings at Disney, whether it be the California location or Orlando or the uh, hotel in Hawaii, Aulani. Uh, but the end of season one, season one, episode six uh, has Olivia Newton-John uh, for this wedding performing magic and it's really awesome it's really cool and she like talks to her and it's really also inspirational so uh, if nothing else check out that one and that's uh, Disney fairy tale weddings it's on Disney plus and yeah the season one episode six do you believe in magic all right cool I will definitely check that out but everyone yeah, it's cool it's cool that is it. We're not going to give you a three-hour show. I'll give you a little bit over two hours. But um, I just dropped uh, MacNez Podcast, episode 135. Uh, shout out to Julie Calderon. She came on the show. Uh, she's a principal at a school, and we just talked about some uh, school safety issues and some other things uh, about, uh, yeah, just listen to the episode, and you'll, you'll get to 
why we did this episode. It's a really good episode. Definitely go check that out and uh, check out all the last couple uh, Magnus podcasts that I drop uh, with uh, Classic Wolf, uh, Robin Jackson, as well as the Ghetto Geppetto, Roy Miles. Go back and check those out. Those episodes out. Uh, when you're done with those, go on over to the Horror Returns and listen to uh, Brian and I's uh, take on Amityville 2, The Possession. The film came out in 1982. Uh, Brian is doing a Amityville watch where he's going through and reviewing every single Amityville movie. And there's like over 20 of them. Um, that franchise just went off the rails. Um, I really just consider the first three. And then after that, it just went haywire. You got Amityville Karen. You got an Amityville Thanksgiving coming. You got Amityville Shark House. And just... Ugh, it, <laughs> Uh, they even tried to do action. Um, I think it was Amityville Rising. It was an action movie that uh, Brian and I covered. I, <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> but majority of those movies after the first three are just like, no, no offense to the guys that made these films, but I'm like, where did you guys get money to make these things? Because they are <laughs> terrible. I'm not a director. I'm not an actor. But all right. Um, shout out to Sean C. Phillips. Uh, I think he directed um, Amityville Shark House. Uh, I'm going to check it out uh, as soon as I find it somewhere, as well as Amityville Karen. Um, check out Sean C. Phillips, man. He's, he's making his name out there. He's, he's in this satin. He's in the director's chair now. So definitely check out his work. Um, but yeah, uh, again, Amityville 2. Go listen to uh, that show I did over with Brian of the Horror Returns. And go back and check out the last action returns where we tackle the 1985 action adventure, Remo Williams. The adventure begins and everything else over there on the Horror Returns Network. Oh, we also did a, uh, a commentary for um, uh, Jaws of Revenge. <laughs> we, we did that one. It was a little early for that film. That's a holiday film, uh, boys and girls. If you don't think so, watch the film and you'll see that it's taking place in Christmas time. But anyway, um, yeah. Listen to everything over on Anchor. I believe the last thing we dropped out was a Big Brother live feed thing. We are going to do more for those of you that did listen to it. Um, thank you so much for all the people that did listen to it. The, the last two uh, that we did. Uh, Mike's and I are going to come back and, and do some more stuff. We also did um, some uh, 80s uh, zombie movies that, yeah, yeah whatever. Go, go listen to that show if you haven't. Um, yeah, everything over on Anchor. It's a ton for you to listen to, uh, as well as here on the regular network. And uh, give the Okie podcast a listen. Uh, Classic Wolf. Oh, check me out on the latest um, Native Film Talk with uh, with Ian. We're ta- we, we break down Prey. We went into a little more uh, deeper discussion with it. Spoilers and all. Well, we spoiled it too here, but anyway, you guys should have seen it by now. Um, but we do do a little more deep dive into it. He had a lot of facts, uh, fun facts about about the film and everything. So go over and check that one out. And uh, if you didn't listen to uh, the Underground Kings podcast where I was a guest on it, their first guest uh, on that show, go check um, them out. Um, shout out to my brothers in Oklahoma and the whole family. Oh, a new podcast. Definitely check out uh, Restless Natives. Um, she's on uh, Spotify as well. Shout out to Trisha. She's also on, and she's a part of the Anchor family as well. So go over and uh, check out her show. Um, she's going to be on Magnus Podcast as soon as we can figure out a time, as well as uh, I am going to be on her show at some point. 
But um, yeah, that's it, everyone. Definitely uh, shoot on over to YouTube and check out what we got there. It's only so I need to put more stuff on there as soon as we get together again. Then shoot on over to TikTok, East Society Pod. Follow us on Twitter, East Society Pod, or Macnez Pod, or at Theo Zisu. Follow us on Instagram, East Society Podcast. Still trying to work that out. Uh, at the Zisu, at Macnez Pod. Follow our uh, Blu-ray pages at Blu-ray Nez and at Blu-ray Taylor. And yeah, like us on Facebook and everything. Shoot on over to T Public and uh, pick up a East Society or Magnez uh, shirt. I shrunk those images so they're not going to be as big. For those of you that did get the big giant versions, shout out. Uh, you got you got those ones because now the image is going to be a little bit smaller. It's not going to be so big. So, but, oh, shout out to Russ, man. Everywhere he went, he was wearing a, my Macnez uh, podcast shirt that I gave him. And, uh, yeah, he wore it all over the place. And if you check out all his pictures, man, he, he's definitely representing for uh, for us. But, yeah, but with that, everyone, just be safe out there. Come back next week for more. I know there's some new movies. There's some new Pete Davidson movie I want to see. I saw the trailer for it. I want to go check it out. But um, with that, oh, I'm going down to the uh, Stockton Comic Con tomorrow. So if you see me there or you listen to this before that, uh, just give me a shout out and everything. Uh, I'll see you guys down there. Only going one day. Um, it's only a two day thing, but I have never been to that con. But I've been to that place where it's at for Sinister Creature Con. But yeah, definitely check that out. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. So until then, be safe out there and party on. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, you society. Shout out to the FBI. Mm-hmm.